well, you haven't had anything bad happen, right? Right. Well, then the rock must be working. Adam Curry, John C. Devorah. It's Sunday, December 18, 2011. Time for your Gitmo Nation Media Assassination Episode 366. This is No Agenda. 900 pages of the National Defense Authorization Act, so you don't have to here in Austin, Texas, the capital of the Lone Star State. In the morning, everybody, I'm Adam Curry. And from northern Silicon Valley, where we're headed toward the winter solstice, I'm John C. Dvorak. It's Craig Blood and Buzzkill in the morning. I'm going to get me a recorder. Okay. So we can, uh, we can do a not, uh, Recorders are not expensive. No, and are slide whistles uh, an expensive instrument? Is that what you're saying? Well, the the this one is not cheap. This is the the the, the professional metal one that's no. used in symphony orchestras. No expense spared, ladies and gentlemen. On uh, on the production of this show, we have a symphony orchestra size slide whistle. But you can get a cheap plastic one for about five bucks. Yeah, but that's no good. Now, as we were saying just before we started the show, I was listening to Fool on the Hill from the Beatles. And it features a recorder, and actually it's like, wow, you know, they make such a great song with such a dumb instrument. I was thinking, John, you know, he's so skilled on the slide whistle, he could have been the fifth fifth Beatle, easily. Yeah, (laughs) absolutely. (laughs) Maybe you are the fifth Beatle, I don't know, it could be, you know, it's been a while since I've seen you. So, uh, in the morning to you, Adam Curry, uh, and uh, hello to all ships at sea and feet in the air and boots on the ground. Yeah, in the morning to you, uh, John C. Dvorak. Welcome to the best podcast in the universe, and in the morning to all of our human resources uh, of all ages, shapes, sizes, and creed and colors and religions who have showed up in the chat room at noagendastream.com, noagendachat.net. Once again, we have a quorum. Exciting news here today, as uh, on the 25th of December... Uh, we have a surprise for all of you. What? We're having a baby? <laughs> no, we have uh, we, we I'll say we, but you've actually done an incredible amount of work and put together. Oh, right. right, the, right. The, the infamous clip show that you've been working on for three years. <laughs> I've got, all I have to do is try to listen to the whole thing. There's a couple of repetitious things I got to get out of there. I'm going to do that today. And then I've got to drop in a couple of, I'm going to get the one thing I haven't done, mm-hmm. uh, which I'll do at the end. Cause this is like over, you overlay, you know, you got your basic uh, clip show and then you overlay little things. You, you insert moments that, that break it up and pace it a little bit. And the one thing I have not done which I need to do, and you have to. I, you probably should send me a raw copy of it. Mm. Is that there's probably about three moments within the entire thing, which is about two hours long. Wow! Of being able to drop in douchebag. <laughs> so I haven't done that. Okay, I, I'll I'll send you a douchebag. <laughs> so I, I go through it, and then I say, oh, oh, geez, there's a spot, and then I'll just insert douchebag, <laughs> douchebag. into it. <laughs> well, we have the entire archive of all of our jingles available online. You go to nashownotes.com and you click in. I think there's a thing that says jingles. If not, I'll, I'll make sure uh, I'll send you the link. It's there. It's yep. there. So, um, yeah. So, I, uh, you know, knowing that uh, the news would be uh, lame, nothing's happening. I mean, even terrorists and, and douchebags take a, a break around this time of year. So, there's just not a lot of news. I, uh, I decided since everyone was all so crazy about the National Defense Authorization Act, big debates going on now, the House version, which is, uh, so we had Senate version uh, 1867, now we have uh, House version 1540. Um, 
uh, you know, and I, I was very interested because I, I read the debate report. And, uh, and, you know, there's half of the people saying, well, you know, the president can still uh, pick anybody up, call him an enemy, uh, excuse me, um, a belligerent. No, it's an un, it's like an unequal, no, what's the word exactly? An unequal belligerent. I'll have to look it up. I have it here. Um, and then call you an enemy combatant. And then others would say, no, but it says right here, it says uh, this will have no effect on citizens of the United States of America. And it's just back and forth and back and forth. Except and it, it will. Yeah, of course. Well, it's, it comes down to legalese, and it, you have to be a lawyer, which it seems everybody is these days. Everybody is making, uh, making up rules and stuff uh, in Washington. are all lawyers. So I figured I'd go and t- take a look at uh, the exact language of the, uh, of the bill that passed the House. And then I said, you know what? Screw it. It's only 908 pages. I said, why don't I just read through it and see if there's anything else funny in there? Because, you know, it, what a perfect opportunity, right? If you and I were consulting anyone on the Hill... We'd say, hey, man, they're all distracted over this, like, stupid thing, like, you know, picking up citizens. Yeah, who gives a crap about that? Let's slip something in. This is a great opportunity. We can put some cool stuff in here. No one will see. So you want to run through it real quick? I am absolutely uh, fascinated already because I know that you, the only reason would just to kind of deconstruct the show. The only reason you would bring this up in the first place, especially with this long intro you just gave, is because you found something. Well, there's a number. There's a number of things. There's some just curious, some things that are like, oh, and some real big clues uh, that are, I think, very important to us. First of all, the you know, this is like six hundred and sixty billion dollars of uh, of of uh, whose money is of that again? Squandered taxpayer money. Yeah, yeah that's it. <laughs> of our dough, of our dough that is uh, going to be uh, spent. Of, and they always say like, oh, if you don't vote for this, you're not, you know, you don't support the troops. So only a hundred. Wait a minute. The troops just left. <laughs> no, we'll get into that later. Believe me. One hundred and forty two billion is all that's re- really being spent on the troops, which uh, to me seems like uh, what is that? Less than 20 percent. No, that's still a no, lot. it's 20. Yeah, it's a lot of money and no doubt about it. So and and what's uh, fascinating is to see all these because uh, that's where the, really the money goes is towards the bases and let me tell you, man, Germany has either has a lot to worry about or nothing to worry about. We're, we're spending, I think, like $80 billion just on German bases alone. So right, either- <laughs> and that money, where does that money end up going? Eh, to contractors to build buildings and latrines. And, and, and most of it ends up in Germany. Yeah, though. of course, of course. <laughs> so essentially, we're giving Germany $80 billion. This is a country that is like mm-hmm. leading the EU uh, in an effort to destroy us. Uh-huh. And also the the number one uh, country insofar as a, a, a machine of commerce is concerned, taking over the EU. And we're giving them $80 billion of our taxpayers' money, essentially. And give or take a couple billion. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, you know, and, uh, and by the way, Washington State is getting uh, uh, the lion's share of the base money. Uh, a, lot, a lot of money. Washington State. Well, you guys must have some operations up there. There's a bunch of weird. Uh, there's a lot of black helicopter operations up in Washington State. Actually, you don't know why. They must have a naval. The Navy is getting a lot of money for Washington Well, there's a big uh, Navy uh, submarine base. Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, no, they're doing uh, uh, underwater submarine bases. Like underwater docking stations and stuff. That can't be cheap. <laughs> can't be cheap. <laughs> what is, who's the James Bond running <laughs> yeah, the department? Yeah, exactly. Octopussy. 
I'm telling you, they have, it, it, it's in here. You know, I, actually, I didn't even mark that one up. I was like, of course, they're building underwater bases in Washington. Why not? Yeah, underwater. So they dock underwater. Yeah, it's cool. And here's a here's some interesting things I came up with. Uh, Section nine, uh, 920B, Article 120B, rape and sexual assault of a child. Now, this is the National Defense Authorization Act. This is really, there's a lot of like rules and regulation changes and repeal of reporting and stuff. But this caught my eye. Uh, rape of a child. Any person subject to this chapter, uh, now, you know, this is if you rape a child, then, you know, obviously that's no, it's like, I don't know why we need to have this in the, in the Defense Authorization Act, but okay. What? Yes. You sure you were reading the right bill? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Wow. So uh, you'll be guilty of rape of a child if uh, the child is, uh, 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 if you commit a sexual act upon a child who has not attained the age of 12 years. Is that really the limit in the in the military? So in the military, so after 12, you're good to go. Yeah. I swear oh, to God. Is it commits a sexual act upon a child who has not attained the age 12 years or commits a sexual act upon a child who has attained the, the age 12 years by using force against any person, blah, 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 blah. But then it says later on. In a prosecution under this section, it needs not be proven that the accused knew that the other person engaging in the sexual act or lewd act had not attained the age of 16. So in a way, they're saying it's 16, but really, it, you know, if the kid's over 12, it's okay. It's very, very strange. These That's these. very, very strange yeah. that would be in there. How come this hasn't been brought up by anybody? Dude, I actually, halfway through this, I, I passed out and I woke Mickey had, <laughs> Mickey had to wake me up yesterday. She said, dude, you still have 400 pages left. <laughs> you were, you're out. Yeah. I, I, this I, happens to me when I'm trying, sometimes I'm watching C-SPAN, trying to find a clip like yesterday night. I, I'm just done. And I'm exactly. just... Exactly. And then I wake up and say, oh, my God, this is like a half hour into it. I, what the heck? Rewind, rewind. <laughs> it is so boring. Uh, some interesting provisions in here. Review to identify interference with national security global positioning system receivers by commercial communication services. Well, we know what that's about. That's the, was that lightning strike, light beam? What is that, uh, lightsaber? What is that company called who's... Uh, yeah, Light Squared. Light Squared, exactly. So there's yeah, a whole... The, the, the yeah. Apparent, the, apparently, um, what is it, the uh, LTE yeah. that yeah. they're employing as steps all over GPS. So uh, there's a whole... So they put that in the bill. Oh, yeah, to determine if commercial communication oh. services are causing or, will, short, or will cause widespread or harmful interference with national security global positioning system receivers. So, yeah, short, forget about it. It's over. Absolutely over. Now, here's, a, here's some interesting data. Uh, non-governmental organizations and academic institutions secretary may authorize the National Geospatial Intelligence Agency to exchange or furnish mapping, charting, and geodetic data, supplies, and services relating to areas outside the United States to non-governmental organizations or an academic institution engaged in geospatial information research or production of such areas pursuant to an agreement for the production of exchange of such data. George Clooney. Exactly. <laughs> George got his data. That's perfect. Yep. Uh, absolutely. Um, just a side note, uh, I guess there's going to be an API everyone can play with. The Ozone Widget Framework shall be released, which is a mechanism for Internet publication of information for development of analysis tools and applications for the Ozone. The Ozone Widget Framework. That's just a little, a little fun thing to, uh, to play with. 
and what struck me is that you know when if you were talking about um, the internet and uh, and security, what would you call that general area if you were writing a bill like this? Yeah, and I wouldn't call it internet security. I'd call it something else: internet yeah. protection. They call it cyberspace. Oh, they call it cyberspace. Which I think is like, hello, 1980s calling. Well, not only that, but it's like from science fiction, too. Yeah, I mean, yeah, cyber, not cyberspace. 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 It's all cyberspace. Put that echo back on the show. Cyberspace. Cyberspace. Um, then, of course, we know that the, the Pentagon has to be audited. Uh, <laughs> so the audit readiness of financial statements of the Department of Defense. Uh, then they go section blah, 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 blah. Okay, they're going to amend the, the previous... Uh, uh, NDAA by inserting <clears throat> the following line that a complete and validated full statement of the budget resources is ready by not later than September 30th, 2014 after validated as ready for audit by not later than September 30th, 2017. So they've moved the audit date. <laughs> it was uh, 2016, I believe. Uh, well, it's here. They've changed it from 2014 to 2017. I thought it was, too, okay, I thought it was 2016 I'm, already. I can just tell you what I'm reading. So they moved it up to 2017. So in other words, we still won't know where the money's going. The, the taxpayer, billion, the biggest budget line item, huge billions of dollars go into the sinkhole, mm-hmm. and we still don't know anything about what how it's used or no, waste and, it's squandered. And we won't. And, and, and I can't seem to audit it until 2017. And of course, which the next, means these guys are out of you know they're already living in uh, Paraguay. They're, right in, now. they're insane, is what they are. They're insane. And if and all they'll do is next year they'll move it up to nineteen. It's like yeah, you know, yeah, this it's is already never in there. Be done. It's never going to get audited. Obviously, uh, there's a five year five year extension and modification of authority of Department of Defense to provide additional support for counter drug activities of other governmental agencies and governments. So we're actually we are actually giving money to other countries. Uh, I have here uh, that moved up from seventy five million to a hundred million uh, to counter drug uh, to uh, counter drug operations in the government of Benin, Cap Verde, the Gambia, Ghana, Guinea, Ivory Coast, Jamaica, Liberia, Mauritania, Nicaragua, Nigeria, Sierra Leone, and Togo. We're just giving them some money, which is always nice. You just take my money, and we'll continue to support that for uh, another five years. Then we have the infamous section uh, 1031, the detainee matters. This is the affirmation of authority of the armed forces of the United States to detain covered persons pursuant to the authorization for use of military force. Read with me, John, and just help me. I I know you've uh, been a lawyer for uh, many years. Uh, In general, whenever they say in general, it's like, okay, that's bullshit. Right? In general. What does that mean, in general? Just kind of usually? Yeah, I guess usually would be a better word. <laughs> Congress affirms that the authority of the president to use all necessary and appropriate force pursuant to the authorization for use of military force, as public law 10740, includes the authority for the armed forces of the United States to detain covered persons, as defined in subsection B, uh, pending disposition under the law of war. Covered persons! A covered person under this section is any person as follows. A person who planned, authorized, committed, or aided the terrorist attacks that occurred on September 11, 2001, or harbored those responsible for the attacks. Two, a person who was part of or substantially supported al-Qaeda, the Taliban, or associated forces that are engaged in hostilities against the United States or its coalition partners, including any person who has committed a belligerent act 
Get off my lawn! Or has directly supported such hostilities in aid of such enemy forces. Now that is the covered persons. And then, and that's 1031. What everyone's been talking about is 1032, which is about the custody. So there's two, this is the tricky part, the way I see it. And there's also 1036. But you know, everyone says, oh, 1032, it says here, covered persons, the requirement in paragraph one shall apply to any person whose detention is authorized under section 1031. Um, then it says, where is it? The requirement to detain a person in military custody under this section does not extend to citizens of the United States. But that doesn't, that's only for covered persons. You know, this is where the law gets tricky and where I don't trust it. I think I'm probably right in not trusting it. Is First they say, if you're belligerent, and then we can call you a terrorist. But then the, it's, everyone's arguing about the indefinite detention. But they can still pick you up and, you know, black, put a black bag over your head and get rid of you. If they if they think you're belligerent and may have supported Al Qaeda or a, yeah, but they can else. do that now. Yes, that that is unfortunately is absolutely true. Let me go to ten thirty six. Uh, that's the procedures, uh, and this is how they determine if you're uh, belligerent. Um, the procedures required by this section shall provide for the following in the case of any unprivileged... Oh, that is unprivileged enemy belligerent. That's the word. Unprivileged enemy belligerent who will be held in long-term detention. A military judge shall preside at proceedings for the determination of status of an unprivileged enemy belligerent. Done. What's a privileged enemy belligerent? CIA. Oh, okay, right. So, Alawaki. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, Exactly. So, uh, you know, then there's a whole bunch of stuff that shows that uh, Guantanamo Bay will not be uh, shutting down because essentially we're going to be moving any, you know, there's a whole bunch of. That's uh, in there? Oh, yeah. No, it says, you know. Hold on a second. Let me get this straight. (laughs) Didn't Obama run on the uh, promise? Yeah, I will close down Uh, Gitmo. Overt promise that the first thing he's going to do when he gets it. Don't you have that clip? The first thing he's going to do when he gets in office is shut down Gitmo. Wasn't that like one of his main things that got everyone to vote for him? Because people who didn't like this whole Gitmo idea, they were voting for him specifically because of that and the fact he was going to get us out of the war immediately. Let's see. I have a a clip here in the Evergreens called uh, Obama Promises. I'll make our government open and transparent. (laughs) So that anyone can ensure that our business is the people's business. Mm -hmm. Justice Louis Brandeis once said, sunlight is the greatest disinfectant. And as president, I'm going to make it impossible for congressmen or lobbyists to slip pork barrel projects or corporate welfare into laws when no one's looking. Because when I'm president, meetings where laws are written will be more open to the public, no more secrecy. That's a commitment I make to you as president. Okay. All right. Well, well, let's just stop on that for a second, because there's a little provision here, Section 1044, Treatment under Freedom of Information Act of Certain Sensitive National Security Information. In general, the Secretary of Defense may exempt certain Department of Defense information from disclosure under Section 552 of Title V, United States Code, upon a written determination that, A, the information is Department of Defense critical infrastructure security information, (laughs) or... The public interest in disclosure of such information does not outweigh the government's interest in withholding such information from the public. (laughs) So let me get this straight. 
So uh, this will be the most transparent government. However, if the Secretary of Defense determines that the public interest in disclosure of such information requested does not outweigh the government's interest in withholding such information from the public, they won't disclose it. What kind of bull crap is that? Is what it is. It's right there in this bill. It's uh, it's amazing. And when there's a bill that ends up on my desk as president, you, the public, will have five days to look online. And oh, that, oh, gee, it's uh, never <laughs> happened. <laughs> I think uh, they'd already passed it by the time this was released online. Find <laughs> out what's in it before I sign it. Right. Okay. All right. No, that's good. Uh, we have a couple days before he signs it. So that you know what your government's doing. Yeah, we know. When there are meetings between lobbyists and a government agency, we'll put as many as po- many of those meetings as possible uh, online. Well, he didn't lie. As many as possible. For every American to watch. When there's a tax bill being debated in Congress, you will know the names of the corporations that would benefit and how much money they would get. And we will put every corporate tax break and every pork barrel project online for every American to see. You will know who asked for them, and you can decide whether your representative is actually representing you. Nah, so that doesn't have the Gitmo thing in there. But these were good, too. Let's just move on through the document because uh, I got some ground to cover. Authority for assignment of civilian employees of the Department of Defense as advisors to foreign ministries of defense and international peace and security organizations. So uh, we can basically send soldiers or uh, civilians, which is another word for spooks. Whenever you read civilian in the Pentagon, that's a spy. Uh, so this is um, essentially uh, uh, an approval here to send spies to go work as advisors to foreign ministries of defense and international peace and security organizations, which is uh, it's probably a good thing. It probably is a good thing. Again, I'm an eye on these guys. I'm, uh, and here we go. Uh, study on the recru- they will commission a study on the recruitment, retention, and development of cyberspace experts. Ooh, <laughs> techno the- experts. Yeah, no, it's cyberspace experts. In this section, the term cyberspace operations personnel refers to members of the armed forces and civilian employees of the Department of Defense involved with the operations and maintenance of computer network connected to global information grid. As well as the Defense Department's uh, CIA. That's mm -hmm, that other group. mm -hmm. As well as offensive, defensive and exploitation functions of such a network. Hello. Wow. Yeah, so they can go out and and mess stuff up. (laughs) Um, This, uh, let's see, no later than April 15th. By the way, this is all marked up and in the show notes at 366.nashownotes.com. You you can just, in the PDF, you can click ahead to all the pieces that I've highlighted for you so you can read it for yourself. Uh, By April, the Secretary of Commerce shall submit to Congress a report setting forth the results of a comprehensive review of current restrictions on the resolution of electro-optical imagery collected from satellites that commercial companies may sell or disseminate. The report shall include such recommendations for legislative or administrative action. So apparently, and I'm just paraphrasing because I did read through this whole piece, um, current and anticipated deployments of satellites built in foreign countries are able to collect imagery at a resolution greater than 0.5 meters. And they don't like that. They don't want them selling it to Google and Bing. 0.5 meters. That's like a foot and a half. Yeah. 
that's that's some good ass resolution right there. Yeah, right. yeah. At least when it says an address, it's going to be the address. Yeah. Who needs a drone? Seriously. Oh, speaking of which, report on integration of unmanned aerial systems into the national. Let me repeat, national airspace system. Here we that's go. It's in the bill. It's in the bill. Huh. Um, so this is requiring a report no later than 90 days after the enactment of the act that that uh, uh, that sets forth the following one a description and assessment of the rate of progress in integrating unmanned aircraft systems into the national airspace system did we not predict this John oh yeah worse to an assessment of says worse in there <laughs> yeah, worse. Hey, if you thought we're screwing them now, check this out. An assessment of the potential for one or more pilot program or programs on such integration at certain test ranges to increase that rate of progress. So they're stepping it up. They got to get the drones out. I, yeah, they're going to be there's going to be drones overhead. Um, The country's going to be. Yeah, we're going to be droned, completely droned. Oh, and this was a very important one. So, the, you know, they, uh, th- there's a lot of things they change here, as I said. So this is the Section 1081. Redesignation of psychological operations, which is known as PSYOPs. PSYOPs. As military... Oh, so, so essentially uh, in... They're going to uh, change the name. They're going to change the name. In Title 10 of the United States Code, they list the departments that we have. And one of them is psychological operations, PSYOPs. This will be now changed uh, to, here it is, uh, amending by striking psychological operations and inserting military information support operations. What? Yeah. So they've changed. Here's what happened. They're like, man, everyone's talking about PSYOPs. They're so on to us. You know, what are we going to do? What do those Blackwater guys do? Change the name. Yeah, let's just change the name. It won't be called, instead of PSYOPs, uh, psychological operations, let's call it Military Information Support Systems. Uh, Operations, sorry, MISO. Military Information Support Operations. This is the stuff, you know, if you don't read this, then you know, you're like military information, whatever, you know, you wouldn't think about it. But that is now going to be the new word for PSYOPs. You with me? Good one. Yeah. That's a 10-point find. Uh, there's a couple more. Um, and, and miso, by the way, is a nice term because it refers to a very nice soup <laughs> that you get in a Japanese restaurant. It's a very nice soup. <laughs> uh, so the uh, commanders have a little slush fund. It's uh, the emergency response program. $400 million may be used by the Secretary of Defense to provide funds for the commander's Emergency response program in Afghanistan. That's always handy. And this is interesting. Authority to accept contributions. What? <laughs> Listen, this is how the drug money flows. I found it. It's right in the bill. The Secretary of Defense may accept cash contributions from any person, foreign government, or international organization for the purposes specified in subsection A. That's the one I just mentioned. Funds received by the secretary may be credited to the operation and maintenance account from which the funds are made available to carry out the authority in subsection A and may be used for such purposes until expended in addition to the funds specified in that subsection. 
Oh, yeah. That's exactly for what it's That's for. The drug this is money. drug money. Yeah. So basically, anyone can go up to any commander in a, in a theater of war and say, hey, gringo. <laughs> Here's your cut. Here's your money. Isn't that crazy? They're just legalizing it. <laughs> All we do is take our cut. <laughs> yeah. It's, it was it's, a donation. <laughs> it's donating. Just click on the button. Isn't that amazing? That, that, that it's so brazen. It just said any. It's not brazen when nobody notices. They snuck it in, and you found it, and you we just read it, and you know, and then nobody cares. <laughs> we, we still nobody, still nobody cares. It's okay. I care. So all of a sudden, it's a, it's a charity or we're running here. I at care. The Defense Department. I care. I really do care. It's not okay. Uh, you want more? If it if it helps to lessen the impact on the American taxpayer, I think it's okay. Okay, right. So uh, you know, <laughs> you although it doesn't, you protect the poppies. Here's your cut, and you can use that to like continue to protect the poppies or give some guns to somebody else. Whatever you want to do with it, it's good. I sent some guns to Mexico. Yeah, later, right? it's all good. Conditional extension and modification of authority to build the capacity of counterterrorism forces in Yemen. So uh, even though we're not at war with them, we will be building a base in Yemen. It's about uh, time. Global Security Contingency Fund. Amounts in the fund shall be available to either. This is Oh, this is Hillary's provision. $300 million uh, established on the books of the Treasury of the United States. An account to be known as, quote, the Global Security Contingency Fund. Here's what she was fighting for. This is her, her kitty, if you will. The pussy's kitty. Amounts in the, in the fund shall be available to either the Secretary of State or the Secretary of Defense, notwithstanding any other provision of law, to provide assistance to countries designated by the Secretary of State with the concurrence of the Secretary of Defense for purposes of this section as follows. So that is basically your uh, Hillary's uh, funny money. So she can go hand out to any, any foreign country or military forces uh, maritime security, internal security, counterterrorism -ter operations, as well as government agencies responsible such forces to conduct border maritime security, internal defense, counterterrorism operations, blotty, 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 blah. It's $300 million for Hillary. So I'm sure she's celebrating the holidays. She's got her dough. Um, just uh, power through this. A couple other. Oh, that's that's three hundred million dollars. Authority to build the capacity of certain counterterrorism forces of East African countries. So we can put these on the list. Djibouti. I don't even know where that is. Djibouti. Djibouti. Hey, look at that. How Djibouti. do you spell that? Look at the Djibouti on that bitch. They keep changing it. What's, what's, what's <laughs> how you spell that? Delta, Juliet, India, Bravo, Oscar, Uniform, Tango, India. Djibouti. Frank Jabroni and his sister Djibouti. Uh, Ethiopia and Kenya. So we'll be building bases there. Uh, also enhancing national military forces participating in the African Union mission in Somalia. So you can just put these on the list. You know, that, that's, Djibouti is this little, little bitty place yeah. that is uh, south of Somalia. And across, it's right across, oh, we talked about these guys before. Djibouti? This is that little country that's dead. This is the, you know, where, where the uh, Somalia and the uh, uh, kind of pinches off the water. You know, Wait the, a minute, this, isn't, this, isn't this where AFRICOM's headquarters are going to be in Djibouti? It's a possibility. Hmm. Djibouti is a... This is a, 
a phony baloney operation. It's a good name, Djibouti. I'm Frank Jabroni from Djibouti. Uh, supportive forces participating in operations to disarm the Lord's Resistance Army. <laughs> 30 million bucks for that. <laughs> I'm sorry, 35 million bucks. Ah, good. That's good for the, for the incredibly important guys. Uh, when you extend to transfer defense articles, provide defense. Uh, I don't know why I, why I highlighted that one. Oh, yes. Pakistan. Uh, $1.6 billion to Pakistan for helping us out. I'm sorry. It was 1.6. We are striking that and inserting $1.75 billion to, mm. pa- to Pakistan. Uh, you don't, you know, you'd think the news would report on that one, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, war, over, money. war over in Iraq. Authority to support operations and activities of the Office of Security Cooperation in Iraq. Now, this is an interesting little uh, office. The Office of Security Cooperation. Uh, the secretary may provide funds on this authority. $524 million for the war that is over. So I guess that indirectly also goes to Hillary's gang for the uh, for safeguarding the uh, uh, the embassy over there. Uh, then there's a report due on progress of the African Union in opera in operation operationalizing the African standby force. We'll be on the lookout for those terms. The African standby force, whatever the hell that is. Uh, there's a whole long chapter about uh, finding out about the man pads uh, originating from Libya. You know, it's like, how many were there? Who has them? Where'd they go? So they know nothing about that. And it's funny because I was just reading in the news today that uh, good old uh, Hillary, I'm sorry, Lucifer Clippity Clop Clinton is uh, going to go visit Georgia, the Republic of Georgia, with that crazy tie eaten psychopath, uh, Sakasvili. Right? Yeah. Well, no wonder, because she's got to finalize the deal. We're going to be selling weapons to Georgia. Defense cooperation with the Republic of Georgia. No later than 90 days, which coincides nicely with her trip. Uh, After the date of the enactment of this act, the president shall develop and submit to congressional defense uh, to support the government of the Republic of Georgia in providing for the defense of its government, people, and sovereign territory consistent with the uh, continuing commitment to the government of the Republic of Georgia Uh, Provide for the sale by the United States of defense articles, (laughs) articles and services in support of the efforts of the government. So we uh, basically and they're not a member of NATO. Yet. Are they? Yeah. No, I I don't know. I don't think so. But it's just it's an insult to the uh, to the Russians, to the Russians, a huge insult. So we're now we're we are now allowed to sell. So Hillary, I guess, is going to do the deal. They're going to go just sell, sell. And um, and then Iran, about the financial sector of Iran, there's a whole paragraph in here. Now, when you, when you hear about these sanctions, you're like, oh, man, you know, these sanctions are, you know, we're screwing Iran. Well, yeah and no. Um, the way the sanctions are put together, first of all, that sanctions don't actually start until 180 days after the enactment of the uh, of the act, after the president signs it. But then it's really only about the following uh, for the purchasing and sale of petroleum and petroleum products. But then it also says 
that the president will continue to determine, based on reports, whether the price and supply of petroleum and petroleum products produced in countries other than Iran is sufficient to permit purchasers of petroleum and petroleum products from Iran to reduce significantly in volume their purchases from Iran. So it's all just a big, it's bull crap. Shell game. Yeah, it's it's not even true. You know, it's like, well, you know, we're going to force some really hard yeah, sanctions it's just on just bookkeeping. Them. Yeah, it's totally just bookkeeping. Uh, then there's, uh, we, you know, we continue uh, in Afghanistan. Oh, yes, um, a few couple billion dollars here to include projects that facilitate private investment, mining sector development, industrial development, and other projects determined by the Secretary of Defense with the concurrence of the Secretary of State, Lucifer, as strengthening stability or providing strategic support to the counterinsurgency campaign in Afghanistan. Please, nigga. Now you're really insulting me. All they're doing is they're just making it possible for commercial. You know, this is the economic hitmen. The 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 they're coming over right now. Just go ahead. We're going to support you. We're going to support mining. We're going to support everything. Go ahead. And here I'll end it on this one. Uh, availability of funds for the Trans Regional Web Initiative. <laughs> why is this in? The, why is all this stuff even in this? Here's bill? your eighteen million dollar website, John. The yeah. Uh, yeah the the Trans Regional Web Initiative is a requirement for a range of website products and services <coughs> to support the U.S. Special Operations Command on the in the global war on terrorism. I'm reading the procurement. Come where I just start a little web development company and little, get in on this listen, action? The contractor shall develop, operate, and maintain a minimum of six websites in the directed languages and conceptual approaches approved by the government. They shall develop, operate, and maintain websites tailored to influence foreign audiences per government-approved concept of operations. <laughs> we can do that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, my goodness. And probably better. And, and you, that's going to be a huge contract. What is it? Do you have, is there any numbers attached to it? No. No, there's no number. To, well, let me see if there's something, if there's a, a pay table. Because you got to go look at the pay tables. <coughs> um... Well, the uh, the money will be released um, <clears throat> as long as the program appropriately defines its target audience. It's to be determined to be the most effective method to reach such target audience. I feel a, a slideshow uh, uh, pitch coming up, John. It's the most cost-effective means of reaching such audience and include measurement mechanisms to ensure such target audience is being reached. Dude, we got Google Analytics. We can show, all right? We've got geo-targeting. <laughs> We've ensured that uh, if you're in the southern region of, of Afghanistan, uh, you're going to get your uh, your local dialect. And we'll serve up some banners to offset some of your cost. Exactly. <laughs> anyway, if you'd like to read uh, all of the markup, it's in the show notes at uh, 366.nashownotes.com. And uh, I hope you uh, enjoyed uh, this little uh, section of the show because I am pretty confident there's no other place in the universe where you will receive any type of analysis of what has actually been passed. And, uh, and please have a look down at the bottom of the document. Just look at the big numbers. Uh, you can see that there's a lot of money going into uh, UAVs, um, a lot of drone money. Uh, uh, the ammo section is hilarious. Uh, there's just uh, tons of great stuff. Uh, to see where your money is going, which we don't actually have in the first place. Right. Well, it's borrowed money, and so it's actually the 
Chinese money that's going there. So maybe there's something to that. So I think we needed to, to uh, well, we should give you a round of applause. We don't have that clip. Uh, but uh, I think we should thank some executive producers for, for helping you do that. Showing their love. Donation equals love. <laughs> Donating is loving. There's some, uh, and you, curiously, when you, dis, when you developed a research on that connection, you can discuss it, which we'll do maybe later. And it doesn't make any difference once that is established. Boom. Uh, let's see. Okay. Let's start with Francine Hardaway. Oh, Dame Francine. Francine. Dame Francine, sure. She's, uh, you know, she's a venture capitalist. No, I didn't. Seriously? Yep. No. Yeah, I'm, I'm starting to do due diligence on our, on really? our nights. <laughs> really? Just to make sure, see if who's, who's Wait a who. minute. Don't tell me she's taking customer funds and donating it to the show. <laughs> well, let's hope. <laughs> Can't just imagine. <laughs> so really, are you you're like doing Intel? Yeah. Oh, okay. All right. Well, you know, they these these producers of ours, you know, expect us to be thorough yeah, well, about everything. Yeah, and you're being thorough, that's for sure. Yeah. She's in Phoenix, three hundred sixty five dollars. Senior human resource cleaning out the PayPal account per instructions. <laughs> which, by the way, is ours. Is our instruction? Is our instruction indeed? Is taking karma for my angel investments and in startups so I can exit from some of them in time to enjoy the wealth. Here for karma. <laughs> All right, now you know this only lasts for a week, so you better hurry up and see dump, if you can dump, dump, dump that stuff. You got karma. Oh, that's very cool. I didn't know that. She's yeah. an, so she's an angel investor. Yeah, and she runs a fund of some sort. Really? Yeah. Oh, that's so cool. Well, thank you, uh, Dame Francine. Um, maybe maybe you know, it's, Ari- it's Arizona for the Arizona rich people. You know, the, Arizona is a, a stronghold of uh, of retired rich people and mobsters. <laughs> Guess which one uh, Dame Francine is? <laughs> well, she must be retired rich people because she doesn't look or sound like a mobster. Um, Wait, you spoke to her. No, I've seen her. I've gone to her website. Oh. I've looked at her picture. I know what she looks like. Oh, is she hot? She's a, she, she is totally hot. Okay. Let me know. You go ahead with the next one. I'm going to take a... Alexander uh, Dip... Oh, brother. Dimitriadi. Dimitriadi. That's it. Alexander Dimitriadi in Oakland Gardens, New York, 33333. Thank you very much. Stephen Wittig in Eau Claire, Wisconsin, 32967. I have a letter from him because this came in over the transom. She's very cute. Stephen Wittig? <laughs> Dame, Dame Francine? Wittig. I'm sorry. Yeah. Stephen Wittig writes, In the morning to you both, I'm standing in the Salt Lake City Airport with my arms held out to my side and, and a severely obese and irritated TSA agent Sliding his hands along my <laughs> genitals, I immediately think of you both. <laughs> this is maybe not a good thing, but okay. Take that for what you will. As a lazy American, I appreciate all the hours you spend watching C-SPAN, so I don't have to. Speaking of which, I haven't heard that jingle in a while, uh, which is not true. No, it, that got me thinking today. To that, got me thinking that to ensure the talent of the best podcast in the universe, does it make sure it doesn't get outsourced to some foreign country you're already too close for comfort. I should stop being a douchebag and donate to the show. Hell yeah. So in computing value for value, I've decided to donate $3.33 for every show I've downloaded, netting a donation of 32967 for the episodes thus far. I've only listened to about half or about a third of them, so afterwards I, uh, I'll donate more. If I listen to the rest someday, I'll be sure to pay you based on the merit of their content. 
Well, that means it's a lot of money. Well, we're rich. If you have time, my wife and I used up every last ounce of karma for our wedding day last year. And although nothing tragic has happened to us, yes, I'm feeling a bit off with... uh, with what all these drones falling out of the sky and whatnot, anything could happen. So if you'd be so kind to add a, to a cup of karma to uh, his... Uh, yeah, in fact, I'm going to do a special double shot for it. If you see something, say something. You've got karma. A little extra TSA karma for you. Then we have Jay uh, Kramer in uh, uh, Minnesota Nuts. <laughs> okay. Uh, two fifty five fifty five. He also has a letter. Thank you for the show. About two twenty two 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 for the show. Three 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 for a podcast license. You got to put him on the podcast license. Mm-hmm. I don't need karma. Life is just uh, life is just getting by. Good. Maybe this is like a poem. Everything is in lowercase and structured funny. Maybe for all our combat veterans, they but they need it forever. John, you've done very well in the past, but just in case, my last name has a silent e. Kramer. See, and it's. But it's pronounced. So, it looks like creamer, but it's yeah. creamer. So we're, ha- we're handing out some karma here. Is that the? Uh... I just throw some out there. Yeah, why? for the soldiers. Yes. Hell yeah. You've got karma. Home for the holidays. And then our associate executive producer for today's show will be Scott Morgan in Park Ridge, Illinois. Oh, I know Scott. Please credit Sky Siver, S I V E R at S R S S R M Services for tracking total contributions. Hmm. I don't know. Please tell Adam to check his email for my invitation to take him and Mickey to the gun show, a.k.a. the Church of the Second Amendment, this weekend to feed the judge. It's funny because I, I got his email. I did reply to him. It's like, you know, hey, uh, Adam, I'd like, you know, welcome to Austin. I'd like to invite you to come uh, to our church. It's like this whole email. I'm like, oh, man, how am I going to get out of this? You know, it's like it's, it's really sweet. Someone's inviting me to church, but, I, I, you know, it's not really for me. And at the bottom it says, oh, by the way, uh, this church. You know, it only costs five dollars in, uh, in in donation because that's the entry fee for the gun show. It's our Church of the Second Amendment. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, but we're gonna go next month. It's every uh, every third. Yeah, it's like a, it's like a photo swap meet we have here. Oh, yeah. I can't every, wait. Every month it comes up. People wait. trade guns and yeah. you know, yeah. shoot in the air. <laughs> so that's our. Uh, we want to thank air. our yeah. executive and associate executive producers for today's show three six six, and remind people to go to dvorak.org slash na uh, channeldvorak.com slash na noagenda nation.com and you can also pick up the mugs are being shipped out and also the new slave t shirts and finally uh, noagendashow.com there's a donation uh, button you can click and uh, help us out. Did you see the uh, pictures I tweeted that Miss Mickey took of the the slave t shirts? Yeah, what do you think? They're on that model that you bought. <laughs> her Barbie. I didn't buy it. That's her. That's her thing. This good-looking uh, uh, mannequin. <laughs> yeah, you didn't see the bald picture though. That was ominous. Huh. Yeah, she's got one when, when she took the wig off of it. Yeah, I look at my tweeter to, to find out more. So some associative programming. I know a lot of people walking around, and it's very hard not to just automatically, you know, in the back of your mind, be singing. Dvorak.org. Slash N-A. Donating is loving. That's my new thing. So when, you, when you're singing that, you know, Dvorak.org slash N-A. Donating is loving. <laughs> A couple of uh, PR initiatives. Uh, want to thank uh, our uh, producer here, uh, Ludger, who uh, is in Germany, Gibbonation Deutschland. Fightnetneutrality.de is now pointing to noagendashow.com. 
And then uh, this is actually, I thought, very interesting, and this will be very good. Because, uh, you know, when, whenever you want to turn someone on to the show, you know, sometimes uh, it may not be appropriate to say, you know, RickPerrySucks.com or something like that. So he's uh, given us a little, uh, a little mix up here. This is Sir Daniel. He's given us Newt Can Blow Me, Blow Dot Me, I'm sorry, <laughs> Mitt Can Blow Dot Me, and Perry Can Blow Dot Me. So uh, those are all forwarding to noagendashow.com. So if you say, hey, you should listen to the show, you know, and if you know the person is like uh, anti-Newt uh, Gingrich, you can just say, uh, you can find it at uh, newtcanblow.me. Well, I thought that was kind of good. That's very creative. I like, I like it. That. I like it, too. It'll be good short term. And thanks to our uh, uh, executive producers today, Dame, Fran- Dame Francine, uh, who was from Oakland Gardens? Uh, that's Alexander. Oh yeah, Alexander. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Dimitriadi, Dimitriadi, Dimitriadi. Stephen Whitting, uh, Whitting, Whitting, Whitting. Jay Kramer and our associate executive producer Scott Morgan. These, of course, are actual credits. Uh, you can put them anywhere you uh, you wish in your email signature on your IMDb if you have one uh, on your curriculum your CV, and uh, unlike the phonies in Hollywood, we'll be more than happy to vouch for you. If someone brings that into question, you can just say, oh, yeah, don't make me call the best podcast in the universe, pal, because I will get them on the phone. And you can always go out and propagate our formula. Our formula is this. We go out, we hit people in the mouth. Wear the t-shirt. Shut up, slave. All right. Hey, all right. Now that hey half there. the show is over. Hey, now. I hate taking up that much time on uh, on those bills, but I think it's valuable. I think it was interesting enough. I mean, it was, it, you know, it's tedious, which is the problem, unless there's clips and, and, and you could have dropped in a few uh, sound effect bombs. Or I should have had the slide whistle going. But the fact is, it's very interesting. And, uh, and this thing's all come back to bite us in the butt, and we can always refer back, well, we told you so. But we, luckily, what, we what's funny, though, is I, I've, I've discovered I have an ability to scroll through hundreds of pages, and, and my eye, some, it's, it's like a neural networking thing. My eye just goes, oops, stop. What's that? And then yeah, I, you do. You have a neck. It's funny that way. It's like yeah, I, can, I let you do it, too. Because <laughs> I don't want to do it. <laughs> You're too busy sleeping on the job. Like, I uh, mean, it's uh. like it's just, these things are just I look at them and just, oh, my God, this is horrible. Yeah, but you know, it's like no one looks at it's like not a single no, no, reporter looks, looks at these things. No one. I don't think the people who vote on them look at these things. And the funny thing is, if you actually even went deeper, you know, spent even more time, you'd probably find even more weird crap. Well, I, 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 it's a bottomless pit of weird crap. You know, I finally got the uh, the annex to the executive order, the changes to the... Uh, oh, right. The thing you've been looking for for a while. The courts martial. And I think, you know, and I said, you know, this could be totally related to uh, the Bradley Manning trial. Uh, and here's, you know, so there's, there's basically two things that are changed. You want me to do this now or do we want it? Yeah, do it, get it over I with. I think we should talk about Manning We've as well. We've already lost him. <laughs> Everyone's We've already all, lost the Everyone's all like, oh man, what are you talking about, Curry? I can't deal. Um, the, the changes to section four are, uh, total, the whole thing is about, uh, pedo bear. So you know, so so essentially, the president changed the uh, the 
the courts martial uh, manual as to what you can be court martialed for, and they added uh, child pornography. And, and 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 I'm talking about serious stuff here. Um, you know about having child pornography in your possession, having it stored on your computer. And, and and literally, that is half of the more than half of the annex. I would like to see how this is worded, because it, that means that the executives of Google and Microsoft should be busted for uh, storing child pornography on their computers. Um, they're cached. Everything's cached. If it's yeah, online, it's cached. Yeah, but they're not in the military. Oh, it's just, this refers only to the military. This is yeah. This is the military. Well, how how bad martial. is that problem? Well, it, there must be something really bad. Um, now, there is a lot of uh, Article 32 stuff in here, which is what Bradley Manning is uh, likely to be charged of. But I couldn't really find. I mean, again, this is a this is real legal stuff. You know, and this is way, way beyond what I can actually parse. Um, but then when you look at all the uh, the pedo bear stuff, it's like, wow, you know, it's just, you know, it's like if you ha- if you even have. This stuff on your hard drive, 10 years mandatory sentence. If you've produced it, thank you, darling, which can be, you know, production in any way, you know, even uh, if you if you have a picture and you copied it onto your drive, uh, 15 years. Oh, this is the easiest way in the world to set someone up. Anybody, anybody. And then I... Yeah, uh, and, and if you could, this has got to be the, you got some guy, you just put the stuff on, I mean, for one thing, you can have it on a on a disc and put it you know and then use their machine or you can or you can uh, drop in a it's trojan the and trick. you can it's have the, the trojan suck in the up book. a bunch of porn and stick it on the hard drive yeah this is a this is a methodology for setting people up to, to throw the put them in jail and throw the key away i mean it is literally the oldest the trick only in the book. reason you would do this because there's already laws that cover all this stuff yeah, but this is you know this is specific to the military hey, let me let me just uh, here i have something uh, fishy about it um Impeachment of evidence, conviction of crime. Hold on a second. I have it here. Here, Article 134, child pornography, text of statute. Possessing, receiving, or viewing child pornography. The accused knowingly, wrongfully possessed, received, or viewed child pornography. On the circumstances, the conduct of the accused was blah, blah, blah. Possessing. So there's differences, right? Possessing with intent to distribute, etc. Um, here is the important one. They also changed another word. Uh, character for truthfulness has been now changed to the word credibility. There's all these little little minor things. Um, <clears throat> producing means creating or manufacturing, as used in this paragraph, refers to making child pornography that did not previously exist. Does not include reproducing or copying. Oh, in this particular paragraph, but sexually explicit conduct means actual or simulated a sexual intercourse or sodomy including genital genital oral genital anal genital oral anal between persons of the same or opposite sex bestiality masturbation sadistic or masochistic abuse or lascivious exhibition of the genitals or pubic area of any person i mean so they're they're really serious about this and then I hear this report. How rampant is the problem? Well, listen to this. Listen to the association that comes up in this news report. What kind of precedent is that going to set? I mean, if we let government employees start saying, well, you know, I don't yeah. think this should be classified. I think this is trying to cover up a wrong. I'm going to leak this to Wik- WikiLeak. I mean, wh- what a dangerous yeah. road would be. What right about now. WikiLeak? Could they face some criminal liability here? Um, you know, I-, I think that's happened in the past in America. Well, let's look at all the recent cases we've had where the government's one after websites that have 
posted child pornography. Mm -hmm. Remember recently that whole hubbub about Perez Hilton and right. the so I have a feeling that's a, that's an so that there's no reason for that. By the way, how the hell do you go from WikiLeaks to the government going after websites for child pornography? And that's a JAG lawyer who's saying this. So I think there is, uh, you know, uh, going along with uh, this Bradley Manning trial where, um, uh, you know, there's now he's like, well, he had uh, gender gender identity issues. So they're already pushing it in that direction. I have a feeling that they're going to discover that he was way into child pornography or something weird yeah, like that. Yeah, that that's I'm what it feels like to thing. me. It really does. And by the way, every single news report around the world that I can find has the same picture of Bradley Manning. Yeah, that same stupid picture. Then we the, have reports. The shit eating grin on his face. Then we have reports of uh, of Bradley Manning, uh, you know, of, of the so-called trial. And uh, I have one here. And they don't have any pictures. They have drawings. <laughs> they have drawings. And there's one picture, one video that everyone is using. And you see the guy walking out. You know, he's like behind, behind glass. And you see him walking along. It's not the same guy. He looks nothing like the Bradley Manning in the picture. Nothing like him at all. And then we've got testimony. They had, they had like people on the phone testifying in this uh, in this case. One guy from Italy, you know, and some other guy. They're testifying against. And how does that work? Since when do we? It, it, I mean, this is a very important case. They've held, they've held this so-called guy, which I think is still fake, for 19 months. They can't get the witnesses to come to the courtroom to testify. they got to phone it in. That's weird, John. Yeah, the whole thing is very suspicious. And, and honestly, I'm just, I'm, I'm just not buying it here. Um, now they're saying uh, he had links to foreign agents... Oh, please. Oh, yeah. So, you know, oh, yeah, of course. Um, Bradley Manning's gender identity comes up in testimony. A U.S. Army special agent testifying by phone from Germany was asked by one of Manning's attorneys if he knew that the Army private had an alter ego with the name Brianna Manning. Ugh. <laughs> and then the other agent testified also by phone from Hawaii about searching Manning's living space and office in a storeroom at Ford Operating Base Hammer when he was stationed in Iraq. That's where they're going to find the child pornography pictures. I guarantee you this is exactly how it's going to go down. And we'll never hear from this guy again if he was ever real in the first place. Completely disappeared. But we'll have a lot of new rules, boy, I'll tell you that. A lot. And how, and how can you have like these child pornography laws, yet in the National Defense Authorization Act, you know, rape is classified if the kid is under 12. How does this work? This is confusing my puny brain. We'll never know. It's beyond us. It's beyond <laughs> our ability to understand. Clearly. Take me out of this. All right. <laughs> Get me out of this. Okay, what do we have here? I have a couple of... Oh, well, well, I want to say one thing. I was going... We're. I'm going to do this on, a, on an upcoming show, but... Probably the Iowa uh, vote will probably take it out of the news cycle. But so I decided that one of the things about uh, Newt Gingrich that we that needs to be explored is this relationship he had with the second, you know, the wife that had cancer who's still alive, I guess, and then he dumped her. And it was just a really sorry day in in the history of mankind the the way this guy acted. And so I 
told Buzzkill Jr., who's a really great searcher, I said, I want to get the definitive article on, on Gingrich being a douchebag. <laughs> and you sent your son to go find that? Yes. Because oh, he, he, he could find it. <laughs> good. And he's come back, he came back with nothing, saying it's been oh. Google washed off the net. Oh, no, I found something. Okay, well, why don't you read it? <laughs> no, I have a clip. Oh, okay. Well, the clip is not the same as the, as the definitive piece, because apparently there's a lot to this. It is if it's from C-SPAN. Hit it. Why have we not been hit by since 9-11, which is a good question. My, my first answer is I honestly don't know. Um, I would have expected another attack, uh, and, and I am... Uh, I particularly thought I was very, very worried and, and uh, talked to the administration when we had the uh, the sniper attacks because the sniper attacks were psychologically so frightening to, to the average person because of their randomness uh, that I thought I was amazed that, that the bad guys didn't figure out how to send 10 or 12 sniper teams. I think there are, there are a couple things, though, that we tend not... This, this is, by the way... The great one of the one of the great tragedies of the Bush administration. The more successful they've been at intercepting and stopping bad guys, the less proof there is that we're in danger. <laughs> and therefore, the better they've done at making sure there isn't an attack, the easier it is to say, well, there was never going to be an attack anyway. And it's almost like they should every once in a while have allowed an attack to get through just to remind us. I mean, but I mean, think about it. <laughs> yeah, I heard this clip. What an uh, a-hole. <laughs> he's a total a-hole. This is not the clip that proves what I'm after. No, I know, but it shows but he's it's a funny. douche. <laughs> and, uh, and, the, and the thing is, it is a, uh, a specious argument. It's, it's, this is the, oh, well, you know, it's like, you know, uh, I've got this rock. Uh, which is keeping is protecting us. Well, this rock is just an inanimate object. He says, "Well, you haven't had anything bad happen, right?" Right. Well, the rock must be working. Yeah, the rock. <laughs> it's a pet rock. It's a, it's a my it, rock. You know, you haven't had it. You know, this rock keeps you from getting a cold. National security it, rock. If you had a cold, no, I haven't had a cold. Oh, the rock's the rock working. Is working. The rock's not doing anything. <laughs> the rock is good. <laughs> the, the rock, rock is, is good. The rock is working. <laughs> <laughs> Next uh, uh, attention, uh, Eric the Shill. We need no agenda rocks, <laughs> and then and just lucky rock. And it should just say, <laughs> go no, pick up some lucky rocks. It should just say the rock is working when you pick it up on the on the bottom. The rock is working. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever is wrong, you can say to your kid, "How you feeling? Pretty good." The rock is working, kid. Don't mess with the rock. <laughs> So anyway, so I uh, it would not be beyond me to believe that uh, that well, that Newt Gingrich's hor- lewd past has been Google washed. That would not yeah, surprise me. So I want to uh, recommend to anybody out there who's got some deep links to to the real Newt Gingrich story that we can discuss on the show to send me the link because I know I'm going to just do a crowdsourcing thing. I can do it on and I'd probably find it this way, but, but I can't cause I can't find it using Google cause it's been Google washed. Google does this. In fact, oh, I yeah. think we've been slightly Google washed. Oh really? Uh, if you go to no agenda, I th- let me just check to make sure. But if you type in no agenda, which gives us the first four pages of Google results, uh, we're still there, but the number one hit is SeanHannity.com. Huh. So instead of NoAgendaShow.com or NoAgendaNation or huh. anything, we do have NoAgenda.Mevio.com is second, but NoAgendaShow has disappeared. And there's no reason. Well, wait a minute. You know, I, you know, it's, no, wait a minute, John. 
Oh, you're right. It says Sean Hannity, noagenda.mevio, mevio.com, Wikipedia, noagenda.chat, curry.com. Huh. So noagendashow.com has been Google washed. Let me check page two. No. It's, it's gone. Yeah. It's not like you can't find us, but it's like no agenda show. Oh, here it is. Finally, it's on page four, page maybe? two, halfway down donations. No agenda with Adam Curry and John C. Dvorak. No agenda show.com slash donations. That's wow. where it comes up. Wow. But just not raw. It's not up there. Raw. No agenda show. Dot com huh. is not there by itself. But SeanHannity.com being number one, I think that does show that a lot of people are searching for SeanHannity.com. And then I think, that, up I think you're right. That's got to be what it is. That's and then good. they click on this and then they go and you click on it. It goes to NoAgendashow.com, which you'd think that Google would be smart enough to figure out that SeanHannity.com is, is bogus or bogus. Well, I think, I think what's happening is they're saying, oh, these guys are trying to be tricky. Click. You're gone, bitches. You don't exist no more. I don't know if that's true. I think it's whatever caused it. I'm not concerned at the at this point. <laughs> we're in SEO jail. But we're in SEO jail. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Well, that's Google for you. Yeah. Yeah. It's great. Great system. So that's on because of this sort of thing. And let's not I forget. Not let's, find the Newt Gingrich stuff. Let's not forget co-conspirator with uh, Hillary Clinton. Do you think she's pissed off? I don't know if you like being called Lucifer. And, oh uh, yeah, that probably doesn't help and, things. Yeah, and, and and that I think she's okay with that. It's the the ragging on her hair that she's pissed off about. Yeah. Well, you know, somebody's got to tell her to get back to Paris <laughs> quickly. She, and she knows we're right. Yes, yeah, that, that's why show. she's angry. That's why she's angry. Everyone, they've noticed my hair <laughs> sucks. I've got to get back to to Andre in Paris. <laughs> I thought it was just hire the guy and put him on the on the Air Force plane with her. Oh, that was really funny. Um, So um, the Obamas, of course, they got to go to Hawaii for their uh, traditional American Christmas. And uh, the president has Air Force One all gassed up and ready to go. But he had to stay behind to do this really important speech. You know, it it, it delayed the trip by what? uh, Four hours or something. So... uh, Apparently, uh, uh, Michelle, Sasha, and Taniqua, <sighs> Malika, I can't remember her Whatever. name. Whatever. Yeah. They went on a separate jet. And oh, the, because they couldn't wait the four hours and they decided instead of going with dad that they'd waste the taxpayers' money and fly over there by themselves four hours early? So this Is that g- what you're telling me? Yes, and this came up in the question time with uh, Spokeshole Carney. Now, there's something very interesting. I want you to listen carefully to this clip. And uh, tell me what you think is odd, and uh, and I'll explain it afterwards. But here's the question. Here's his answer. Yeah, the uh, first lady's going to be leaving in a few hours for Hawaii. Obviously, she isn't able to go with the uh, president. But I wanted to ask you, isn't it quite an extravagance for people to go in two jets uh, to Hawaii, particularly given the state of the economy, the state of the uh, budget, and also given the directive that was just put out about limiting uh, air travel by the administration? Uh Two things, Mike. First of all, I, I think you ought to check your sourcing on that. I think the original story was uh, uh, an interesting one. But the first lady and their daughters. Another story, but the, the first lady and their daughters will be traveling today, as originally planned for. Uh, they're an annual holiday trip to visit their family in the president's home state of Hawaii. As previous first ladies have done, they will travel on a military aircraft. 
they wait and everybody go on one, so there's one jet instead of two? Well, I think I mean, it's Air the, Force One is $185,000 an hour to operate, and that's a long flight. Uh, again, as previous First Ladies have done, they will travel on a military aircraft. Uh, as previous First Ladies have done, they will travel separate from the President. Okay, so he just answers the question a second time. Now, what was interesting about this clip? Did you notice anything? Besides the sound effects. Aha. Uh-huh. So here's what happens, and you've got to see this video. So the question is being asked, and just as Carney's about to answer, you hear his computer, because you know he has a computer there on the lectern, and it's right underneath the microphone. First you hear bling bling, which is a chat message, and then you hear his Blackberry go bling bling, and then he starts reading off the screen. He is reading his answer off the screen. So they've got people behind there listening to, oh my God, this guy's bringing one a-hole, and they type it in real quick, and, and you can hear Carney start to answer, and then he looks down, he's reading it off the screen. Listen to it again with this knowledge. Yeah, the uh, First Lady's going to be leaving in a few hours for Hawaii, obviously she isn't able to go with the uh, president. Now, quick, 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 type in, type in an answer. Don't want to say it, don't want to say it. This is consistent with all previous first ladies. But I wanted to ask you, isn't it quite an extravagance for people to go in two jets uh, to Hawaii, particularly given the state of the economy, the state of the... They're looking it up now. They're, they're getting ready, they're typing it in. The, uh, ...budget, and also given the directive that was just put out about limiting... Uh, Plenty of time to do that. ...air travel by the administration. Uh... Two things, Mike. First of all, I, I think you ought to check your sourcing on that. So that's just to, that's just to win some time while he's looking down. And I think the original story was... Uh, this is Blackberry. Uh, an interesting one. But the First Lady and their daughters... Another story, but... The, the First Lady and their daughters will be traveling today as originally planned for uh, their an annual holiday trip to visit their family in the President's home state Yeah, he's reading this. Yeah, listen. As previous let, let's listen to this part. As First Ladies have done, they will travel on a military aircraft. <laughs> It's so funny. So now we know. Now, now you got. Now you can see this all the time. Is they've got a whole team of researchers there in the back, prompting him, and and, he, and you can see him like looking down. He's reading this off verbatim. So in other words, there's a now instead of a, a, a press secretary who comes out and who knows what's going on and can answer questions, he's essentially a mouthpiece for a group of researchers that yes. are in the back. They don't have to be in the back. They can be anywhere. Wherever they are, there's a bunch of them because mm-hmm. that's what if you're going to have one, you might as well have a, a team. Yep. This is like, you know, the people that, well... You know, you're on some quiz show and you get the call, your one friend. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And your exactly. one friend is sitting there with about 40 guys yeah, with waiting Wiki. for the call. And they're all on Google going as fast <laughs> as they can because you got 30 seconds. Yeah. He had lots of time. There was like a minute during that question. They had plenty of time. to, And they're, they're good. You know, it's like I can just see the back room. It's like, quick, what do we have on First Ladies traveling on jets? Okay, I've got a book of knowledge. Oh, it's consistent with all First Ladies. Quick, put it in. Okay. Push it through the Blackberry. All, he said all first ladies? Yeah. So so in other words, uh, let's see, uh, hey, uh, John Adams' wife, uh, before air travel, she was traveling <laughs> yeah. on Air Force uh, planes? Is that what you mean? <laughs> yeah. Was she traveling on Air Force planes? Or ha- Hammerhand Lincoln. Hammerhand Lincoln traveled on Air Force One. I mean, how many, you know, this is new. This is not all first ladies. First la- Recent first ladies, maybe. He's talking about Bush. That's all. Oh. Why well, they say Bush? They, they, well, they they couldn't corroborate that quick enough in the back room, in the boiler room. Well, I, this is pretty depressing. I just thought it was so really this, this interesting. Just talking points. So this guy should just quit. They should just ask the computer. 
You know, they should have Watson to be the new press yeah, secretary. There you go, Watson. IBM. Is that your final answer, Watson? <laughs> yes, it Watson is. Watson can answer in the form of a question. Yes. What is all previous first ladies have traveled in this manner? <laughs> wow. Good catch. It was hilarious. I couldn't believe it. At first, I was like, yeah, okay. It's, it's, a, it's a nasty question, but they're absolutely right. It's 185000 bucks an hour to fly Air Force One. But I heard bling, bling. I'm like, and then, then the Blackberry right after. I'm like, and then I. Yeah, that I, was pretty bad. You know, they supposed to. Would, this has probably been going on for a while, but he, ha, he used to have his sound turned down. Some joker got a hold of all the computer and turned the sound back way on. Way up, yeah, way up, and exactly. Probably, and he probably forgot about his Blackberry. And so they made all this racket, and he, now he's busted. Let's ask Cleverbot. Hold on. Let's see if Cleverbot can do it. Why did the first lady travel on a separate, a sepa, par, what is it? How do we spell separate? S- separate. S-E-P-A-R-A-T-E. R-A-T-E. Jet. Let's see what Cleverbot says. The answer... Oh, Cleverbot has to think. I don't know why did the girl cut the handle off the broom. Okay, ask not- Siri. Maybe she knows. <laughs> yes, I bet you. They're probably sitting there back there with Siri and Vlingo. Ah, <laughs> uh, no, I think Watson. I think I think your first uh, your first hunch is right there. It's Watson doing all the business. Oh, excellent. Good job, uh, spokes hole, Carney. Rock and roll. So we might as well talk about getting out of Iraq, and I do have the breaking news from Fox. Oh, hold on a second. Ladies and gentlemen, we got some breaking news, breaking news. Then we go over to uh, uh, Baghdad. Our correspondent, John C. Dvorak, is in Baghdad. Uh, John, what you got going on? Well, what I have is a Fox report called Out of Iraq for Good. Hit it. <sighs> Crap. Oh, one, two. This is a Fox News alert. I'm Marianne Rafferty in New York. Just moments ago, the final U.S. troops left Iraq, crossing the border into Kuwait. And this is nearly nine years after U.S. troops stormed the country in search of Saddam Hussein and his reputed weapons of mass destruction. That was back in March of 2003. And since then, the war has cost nearly 4,500 American lives, 100,000 Iraqi lives, and cost 800 billion U.S. dollars. Let's go now to Fox News correspondent Greg Palcott, who is streaming live live from the Iraq-Kuwait border. Greg, uh, quite a lot of celebration, a lot of clapping earlier as that last truck came over the border. What, what is, uh, what's going on there now? A momentous time and in this... A momentous time, uh, Marianne, an historic time. Just in the past hour, we've seen the last U.S. troops leave Iraq to come into Kuwait. They were coming down from a, from a base about five hours' drive north of where we are right now. And right to the end, we are told militants in the region still were proclaiming that they wanted to kill Americans. So it was a mission, it was a withdrawal that was under high security. But the camp is now closed down. All U.S. troops, which at its peak was at 171,000 in Iraq, now all gone. Essentially, except for a residual force, there are no American forces left inside Iraq. You know what's interesting about this report, besides the fact that he mistimed his his in on the satellite feed. Right. Although if he had kept talking, it would have sounded like it was a tight connection. 
Right, which I thought was interesting. I wonder why, the, you know, if you do these long satellite feeds where you ask a question, you wait forever for the answer. If you could just have a keyword yeah. that, so the person could step in before you were actually done well, answering John, the question. John, obviously, if we were running Fox, it would be much tighter. It would be a lot tighter. So, so were these vehicles that were coming out. I don't even know what, you know, they showed, remember we did that last thing sometime back about the, you know, the dropping it down oh, to 15,000. Yeah. yeah. And there was yeah. these crazy looking vehicles. Mm-hmm. This group of vehicles coming out were like things from the moon. I have never <laughs> seen anything like these things. They were crazy looking. They're props. They had it left over from Mad Max. Man, they it. had some dynamite. I'm surprised they didn't have big walkers coming out. You know, from the <laughs> Robot <Star> walkers. <laughs> Well, first of all, I have to call total uh, <coughs> bullshit. Uh, Eight hundred billion. Try four trillion dollars. That's what that's what this war really costs. Not eight hundred billion. You know. Yeah. It, that's 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 that's. And I'm sure that, that hundred thousand dead is, is low too. Oh, is, but what's here's the here's the thing that struck me. The world is upside down all of a sudden. Where we have Fox, and of course this only. Well, I think today you'll find out as a couple more uh, things coming up that not only is Fox run by the Democrats, but it's it, it's all the same. It's, it's all run by exactly the same people. So now they've switched it up to mess with our minds because here's the Cafferty report from CNN who should be working for Fox. Well, if I don't know about you, but I'm a little tired of being treated like a mushroom by my government. You know, <laughs> kept in the dark and fed fertilizer. Oh. President Obama is hailing the end of the Iraq war as though the enemy had signed the terms of surrender on the deck of the USS Missouri. Total hogwash. This is the same war Obama referred to as dumb nine years ago. But now it's all hail to the chief, marching bands, and rah, rah, rah. Look what we did. <laughs> Well, what we did was invade a country that had done nothing to us, killed hundreds of thousands of their people, as well as thousands of our own, bankrupted our treasury in the process, all in the search for weapons of mass destruction that a cynic might suggest we knew all along didn't exist in the first place. The Iraqi government told us a few months ago to get the hell out of their country. That's why we're leaving. We're being kicked out. Nothing noble about that. Before we were told to take a hike, though, we built the largest embassy in the world, along with more than 500 military bases at the height of the war, all at taxpayers' expense. We had every intention of staying, occupying, no intention of going anywhere. See, there's all that oil over there. As it is, we will leave behind some 17,000 people at that embassy compound. Yes, some of them will be members of the State Department, Diplomatic Corps, but they'll also be contractors and intel folks who can keep an eye on things. You know, just in case those weapons of mass destruction turn up. Or in case Iran tries to fill the power vacuum, which it will. What garbage. And the government has the gall to paint this as some sort of military triumph. This isn't the end of anything. This is the beginning of yet another long-term occupation, not unlike Japan and Korea and Germany. Here's the question then. Why, after all of these years, can't our government bring itself to tell us the truth about Iraq? Go to CNN.com slash Cafferty File, post a comment on my blog, or go to our post on the Situation Room's Facebook page. Disgraceful. <laughs> go Jack. Disgraceful. <laughs> it's disgraceful. Go Jack. <laughs> that was pretty weird. Yeah, I wonder what that's all about. He must have been disinvited to something. Oh, yeah, he probably didn't get his uh, the invitation to the White House Christmas party, to the caroling. That's probably right, yeah. 
So it's upside down. Yeah, there's always some. It's all upside down. Pretty weird. Yeah, well, it's gonna. It's gonna be interesting to see how they deal with this uh, upcoming Ron Paul. Either winning or coming in second. In fact, the New York Times. I should go over the New York today's New York Times. Oh, good idea. Yeah, because uh, I have a theory on what's going on with Ron Paul. Actually. Okay. Well, let me just tell you what. The, this is the first time I've seen any such thing, but. Um, on the front page of the Saturday paper, which was very uh, critical to, to the storylines of the weekend. You know, Saturday you know, paper, well, of course. Well, is you know, well, if you're going to do this, then we might as well. Uh... Oh, oh. John's going to hum the Sunday time. Yeah. So uh, Paul's ground game in play since 08 gives him an edge. Yeah, this is the meme, the ground game. Uh, boots yeah, so on they, the ground. They're, they're looking for the, and this is on the front page. So they're looking, they're covering their ass here with this one because the New York Times has not mentioned Paul as a, as a player. And he's, they're probably part of a lot of the surveys that, that, you know, showed him in third or fourth with the mm-hmm. phony baloney numbers. So now they, so they're covering their ass. So that, in other words, so they're, they're fearful. And I believe with good reason that Paul's going to win Iowa. And so now we're going to be dealt, we're going to, we're going to have to deal with, uh, probably months of, well, Iowa wasn't that important. It wasn't really a vote. It was a caucus. It's a lot different. He had a he had people on the ground for four years building up the base. And of course, what they're not going to answer is how come he was always being shown in these phony baloney surveys as with eight percent or two percent or no percent or never mentioned. He wasn't talked up on any of the shows or anything like that. So how could he do so well? He will come in either first or second. There's no question in my mind about that. And you know if these people can get their act together about Gingrich, they can make it first very easily. Uh, I looked at both papers uh, for stuff on Syria. Well, wait, let's stay with Ron Paul for a second. Oh, okay. So, um, yeah, right, right. you have a theory about I do, I do, and it actually came to me this morning in the form of uh, love, the love from ahead. Bathroom break, or was uh, it no, lo- Love from God, actually. So, first of all, I think uh, that we do have a lot of uh, European uh, and uh, listeners down under and uh, in Asia and Africa. We've got people all over the globe listening. Not all of them uh, have uh, been privy to the beautiful exchange between Ron Paul and uh, Michelle Bachman uh, during the debate, which happened Thursday evening. This is the last debate before the Iowa caucus. Um, And uh, on one hand, it was really, really awesome to see Ron Paul stand up and say, hey, you know what? People are sick and tired of war. We're just sick of it. And everyone was hooting and hollering. And then he did something very uh, right, but very, very dangerous, is he he called out the biggest lie we've seen, uh, which all the media has propagated. We debunked immediately because we actually read the International Atomic Energy Association's report from the United Nations and there was nothing in that report that said Iran was anywhere near uh, making a nuclear bomb. All it said was, well, we've received all kinds of documents from other countries who say they are, but we couldn't find anything. Right. We read the document. Right, John? That's what we do. So you don't have to. Did we did we read that or not? Yeah, there's no uh, there. This I, Paul's dead on on this, but nobody wants to talk about the fact that this is a sham. 
So he, so he called. We also had we also went to I, we had some clips in the shows past uh, from some of these spook meetings that we that they show on C-SPAN where the people talk about what were you know what's really going on, which was Iran was looking at making a bomb during the Iraq War, which was years ago, decades ago, and uh, they gave up on the idea because it's just not. There's nothing they can do with this bomb once they get it. They just get blown out. They get blown to smithereens if they used it. Yeah. Or, and if they have it, they're just risking uh, all kinds of problems. And w- which uh, Ron Paul on one of these speech exchanges mentioned, the, uh, and I don't know if it's the one with Bachman or not, but he did mention that that all the stuff that we're getting, and we've discussed this on this show, when you have that crazy Ahmadinejad going on and on about one thing or another, that the translation is rather dubious no, he, that we're getting yeah, fed. He didn't mention that. It on, might as well this. be like the one that's on... on uh, it was on one of the other exchanges. Yeah, well, it was. Then. It was another. Well, the, the point being, the media took this lie and prop. I mean, you and I forget about it. People who listen to this show forget about it because we already know. We read the document together. You know, this is what we do. It's, like, it's not that hard. You know, I, I do speak English. I'm a disc jockey, but I can read it. And it said, conclusion. We, got, we couldn't find anything. But, you know, other people say it is. So, But there was nothing in that report that said, but the media took this, politicians took this, and he did something very dangerous. Because when you call out Michelle Bachman for that lie, you're calling out all of the media for lying. So I want to play that exchange. It's a couple minutes, but it's good for people who have not heard it. Because it was absolutely a history-making piece of television. It's important that we just listen to this. He's calling her and the entire Western media establishment out for liars because there was nothing in their report. All you have to do is read it. Without a shadow of a doubt that Iran will take a nuclear weapon, they will use... (laughs) Without a shadow of a doubt. ...to wipe our ally Israel off the face of the map, and they've stated they will use it against the United States of America. Look no further than the Iranian Constitution, which states unequivocally... Do they even have a constitution? They probably do. Right. I think their they do. Admission, their mission is to extend jihad across the world and eventually to set up a worldwide caliphate. We would be fools and knaves to ignore their knaves. purpose and their plan. <laughs> what? Fools and knaves. What's a knave? You know, it's like uh, an idiot. <laughs> fools and knaves? How do you spell that? K-N-A-V-E-S. Fools and knaves. Great show title. Fools and knaves. Just, all right. Carson Paul. Woo! Woo! Kill them brown people! Kill them Iranians! Obviously, I would like to see a lot less nuclear weapons. I, I, I don't want Iran to have a nuclear weapon. I would like to reduce them because there would be less chance of war. But to declare war on 1.2 billion Muslims and say all Muslims are the same, this is dangerous talk. Yeah, there are some radicals, but they don't come here to kill us because we're free and prosperous. Do they go to Switzerland and Sweden? I mean, that's absurd. If you think that is the reason, we have no chance of winning this. They come here and they explicitly explain it to it. Uh, the CIA has explained it to us. It said they come here and they want to do us harm because we're bombing them. What, what is the whole world about the drone being in Iran? And we're begging and pleading, and how are we going to start a war to get this drone back? Why were we flying a drone over Iran? Why do we have to bomb so many countries? Why are we in, have 900 bases, 130 countries, and we're totally bankrupt? How are you going to rebuild the military when we have no money? How are we going to take care of the people? Yeah! So I 
I think, I think this wild goal to have another war in the name of defense is the dangerous thing. The, dangerous, the danger is really us overreacting. And we need a strong national defense, and we need to only go to war with a declaration of war and just carelessly flouting it and starting... And he's looking at her now, and he's looking angry. These wars so often. Speaker yeah. Gingrich, is Congressman Paul... Would be, and, 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 I want to say something. Can I respond to that? Can I respond? And the problem would be the greatest underreaction in world history if we have an avowed madman who uses that <laughs> nuclear weapon to wipe nations off the face of the earth. And we have an IAEA report that just recently came out that said literally Iran is within just months. It did months. not. It did not. You lying sack. You douchebag. You lie. You lie. Of being able to obtain that weapon, okay. nothing could be more dangerous than the comments that I, we I just heard. Answer. All right, thirty seconds. There, there is involved. no UN report that said that is totally wrong on what you what you just said. I A E A report. That is not true. They they produce. He's you know what a gentleman. That is not true. You know he he. If I were there, I would have lost. I would said, listen, you psychopathic piece of shit. Of course, I'd, <laughs> that pretty much would blow my chances in Iowa. But that's how, that's how I would have responded. It's information that led you to believe that, but they have no evidence. There's no been no enrichment. And if, uh, listen to people going, oh, ha, 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 kooky Ron Paul. They said that. I heard it on the news. We agree bombed. with that. If we agree with that, the United States people could okay. be at she, risk she of our took national my time, security. So I'd like, well, I'd like to finish. If she thinks we live in a dangerous world, she ought to think back when I was drafted in 1962 with a nuclear missiles in Cuba and Kennedy calls Khrushchev and talks to him and talks him out of this and we don't have a nuclear exchange and you're trying to dramatize this that we have to go and, and treat Iran like we've treated Iraq and kill a million Iraqis and 8,000 some Americans have died since we've gone to war you cannot solve these problems with war you can solve the problems if we follow our constitution go to war only when we declare the war go in and win them and get them over with and Instead of this endless fighting okay. and this endless attitude that we have uh, enemy all around the world. But as president, I, think we've been pretty... I stand on the side of Jesus. Thank you. So, uh, can that... I mention something else yeah, since we're talking about of course, uh, her? Of course, of course. I just uh, searched the entire Islamic Republic of Iran constitution. There is absolutely nothing about a caliphate or anything else within this document. Yeah. She is full of shit. Yeah, 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 exactly. So what happens? She should be ashamed of herself. She's a good Christian woman. <laughs> yeah. So here, I mean, she's a she's an out and out liar. Yeah. Oh yeah. No, she's totally. I mean, I was. I'm I like mean, liar, is, liar, liar. She is a. She should be totally ashamed of herself. If anyone even votes for her or even thinks of her as a candidate now, they they should be ashamed of themselves for not doing the research to figure out that this yeah. woman is a psychopath, is full of crap. She's, she's a, a psycho. She is totally she psycho. Looks like a psycho. She looks Let's like face it. Yeah, it. Yeah. We she's always a psycho. So now here's the interesting that ha- the interesting thing that happens, and this is where I'm going. Now all of a sudden, the NBC empire kicks into gear, and they are just like loving Ron Paul. He shows up on the Tonight Show. With Jay Leno, which still matters. By the way, with Joe Rogan following him, which was great for the Ron Paul movement because Joe Rogan came out with a, a Ron Paul uh, sweatshirt and it was fantastic. Uh, and Joe Rogan has a huge audience as well. And uh, and Ron Paul is killing it. Jay's handing him softballs. You know, it's like it's beautiful. He does well. 
And, oh, yeah, but, I mean, he's really handing him, it's just like, here, take this one, whack, out of the park, whack, out of the park, one after another. And then Ron Paul, he, he gets the chance to say this. He totally nails this. How about Newt Gingrich? He maybe should run for Speaker of the House. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Michelle Bachman? She doesn't like Muslims. She hates Muslims. <laughs> yeah, she, hates, she wants to go get them. This is, uh, by the way, I don't know if anyone writes for him or the guy is just a genius because what a perfect two-punch joke. Well, well, okay, well, that's not good. John Huntsman. John Huntsman seems like a reasonable man to me, but he can't seem to get any traction. No, and he is. He's, he's a nice person he, and he's a good diplomat. He, uh, he knows what diplomacy is all about and he's a thoughtful person. Get ready for the callback. Rick Santorum, I never see him talk about it. It seems like to him, gay people, oh my God, that's the end of the world. He doesn't seem to talk about anything else. <laughs> I mean, does he... Gay, gay people and Muslims. Yeah, that's, that's, <laughs> that's genius, man. That's like a callback to the previous. Jo- it's fantastic. And then we get, <clears throat> um, what's his name? Schultz uh, from MSNBC. And he, Ed Schultz. Yeah, and, and he comes out and he does something very interesting. He uh, is singing the praises of Ron Paul. And uh, plays a medley of Fox clips where they're slamming Ron Paul. But the people on a certain cable news channel, they don't want Republicans to think that Ron Paul has a chance at all. This is what Fox News viewers heard about Ron Paul all week long. There is not, you know, rock solid support for everybody, for anybody except perhaps Ron Paul, who does get his fifteen if to twenty percent. If Ron Paul wins here, what then? Well. The Ron Paul people are not going to like my saying this, but to a certain degree, it will discredit the Iowa caucuses. I think right now, anybody other than Ron Paul could beat Obama in the election tomorrow. And Ron Paul, to me, is just a a complete distraction. I absolutely, positively guarantee you that if Ron Paul is the Republican nominee, Barack Obama is the next president. Right. He's not going to be the nominee. Right. So then uh, Schultz goes into this whole thing now. And I should I want to mention since you met, had Cavuto on there. Mm-hmm. Cavuto was on the uh, Fox uh, with the it was interesting to watch this debate because you had two people that were interesting. The most interesting was Megan Kelly who was who made need, up to who, the tens. who needs to eat what is she, wrong with that girl? Well, she would but she was glowering at Gingrich. Mm-hmm. And she, I mean, the evil eye, I mean, she hated, she hates Gingrich, <laughs> yeah, she, she went she after does. him. But she needs to eat, man, because, you know, TV makes you look uh, like you've got 10, 20 pounds on you. She is a stick. She, I think she's sick. She, well, she might be, but she sure would look good. In, no, her, her no, face was n- no, nicely made. I no, she did not Whatever look the case good. was, she was glowering at Gingrich. She knows about this Gingrich story to an, to an right. extreme. That's why I want to get the Gingrich story and bring it out on the ah, show. Okay, well, so now you're playing. Meanwhile, wait, Cavuto hates Ron Paul and when he asked him questions every time he did he rolled his eyes and he threw his head in the air it was really really bad so here's what's going on and uh, we can use this to our advantage because I'm, I'm, I'm about to do like some kind of video to support Ron Paul I mean I do have an agenda in this case I, I have an agenda that's like I, I, I want to have a freaking world left over um, I believe that all the media Fox CNN the whole NBC empire are using Ron Paul as a pawn to get Mitt Romney uh, elected as the GOP nominee. And the McLaughlin group this morning 
completely laid it out. Question, does the first place showing in Iowa mean winning the nomination? Pat Buchanan. For Ron Paul, no it does not, John, but a first place showing in Iowa for Ron Paul, which is a real possibility, would blow Newt Gingrich's surge right out of the water. Ginrich would then get his first opportunity to win in South Carolina, and even if he won that, he might not get the nomination. This would be dynamite, John, because Ron Paul would get enormous national attention. He would rise in New Hampshire, not to the point where he could beat Romney, but he would wipe out Newt Ginrich there. I think the strategic asset of Mitt Romney right now is Ron Paul, and I'm sure a lot of Romneyites are go, Ron, go. Aha! Uh-huh. I agree with this theory. This was this was what Huckabee was used in the same method mm-hmm. in the last election to make sure that McCain got the nomination. Let's listen to uh, Ellen. Which is, by the way, the reason that I stick with to my guns. Yeah, no, that that's good. Yeah, nominee's going to be you know, Romney. With I just can't get it out of my mouth because I, I just I don't you know it's karma thing. You know, I uh, I want Ron Paul to win. I want him to become president. So I just can't. I can't. You know. You're, you're, I, I'm all for it. All right. So uh, let's listen to Eleanor, who is the uh, who, of course, uh, I've deemed as like someone's mom you don't like. She is the town idiot. Yeah. Eleanor. Now, I don't think it's Ron Paul's intention, but he is uh, serving the Republican establishment that really wants to slow or stop uh, Newt Gingrich. If Ron Paul wins in Iowa, everybody will say, isn't that nice, but he's not going to be the nominee. There are two things you can say about Ron Paul, though. He's consistent and he's principled. And once you understand those principles, you understand how uh, he can be for legalizing marijuana and for not doing everything possible to stop Iran from getting a nuclear weapon. He believes in virtually no government. He would, he would dismantle the current government by 80%. Uh, he is a libertarian. What about the current? So, she's 80%? A, she's an idiot. Please. You know, it's like, you know, it's, it's, you know it's isolationist. You know, all these words crop up. Here's, a, here's, a, here's another little clip. for this. It's, it's a very interesting show. I've just clipped it down for you. Actually, a three-way tie, but I wouldn't discount Michelle Bachman. She- <laughs> Listen to her, Eleanor. What? Yeah, I know. I wouldn't discount, because she's a good liar. She had a very strong performance in the debate strong over the weekend. Perfor- strong performance of lying. And she has an organization. She's on a bus tour visiting all 99 counties. Oh, well, if you're on a bus tour, then. Yeah. She's her another place. People, the best people in her organization quit long since they got sick of her. Yeah. So you can go if you don't want Romney and you're uh, wary of uh, Newt Gingrich. For, for There's Romney. a lot good to be said about Newt Gingrich, though. He hey, delivered uh, a really interesting campaign about a lot of ideas, like increasing the health budget so we can solve Alzheimer's, for, space for what, colonies. Yeah. Hey, wait a moon minute. bases. Wait a minute. All of a sudden, I'm interested in this Gingrich. Does he want to build moon bases? Yeah. <laughs> space colonies? Yeah, uh, moon bases. Yeah, that's good. I'm uh, ging- Go, Newt. Go Newt to the moon. Uh, uh, some things sound bizarre, but the guy really does think outside the box. It's screw you, Eleanor. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about the polling in Iowa. The polling, the current polling in Iowa. Here today, we go. The most recent poll I've seen is by Rasmussen on December the 13th. Right. Okay? Of 750 likely voters, Romney leads by three points. Paul is in third place. What do you think of that? If that happens, okay, that's going to be pretty much the end of the Republican nomination fight. Because I think if Romney wins in Iowa, he's going to win in New Hampshire. He's going to have enough momentum to carry him through. That, Is that think, the best diagnostic no, we no, have? 750 no. people. John, Romney really wins. Tell. But three weeks away. Hey, John, hey, John if Ron Paul wins, Romney wins. If Romney wins, Romney wins. But if Newt wins, 
Romney's got problems. Meanwhile, the uh, uh, Des Moines Register uh, has uh, come out and uh, endorsed Mitt Romney. Of course, the Des Moines Register is owned by Gannett. And, uh, you know, I'm sure that uh, Bain Capital has placed some strategic investment. The whole thing is rigged, people, and you're not in on the game. It's rigged. So anyway, it is nice that Ron Paul is getting, you know, if we can motivate enough people to go and actually vote, um, then, you know, then we could pull it off. And so it's uh, it's a dangerous game they're playing, I think, very because, you know, this is not Huckabee. This is Ron Paul. The, the Huckabee, of course, just, you know, just stands for nothing except the hamburger. But Ron Paul stands for something. So yeah. they're, if they're going to use the same strategy and try and use him to get their guy in, it could backfire. It could. It would be funny if it did. Yeah. Oh, man. Be more material for us. Hey, you know, we might get invited to the White House then. Actually, we would. Yeah, I think we would. Or you would. No, I'd bring you along. Well. Yeah. Until it, would be it happens. Meme. Can you imagine showing up oh, at the White House? We can't really have guests. You don't really, you, you can bring the Honorable guest. Mr. Curry. The Honorable John Mick C. Dvorak. You can either bring Mickey or you can bring this this other stone. No, no I'm bringing. Um, what? That's what, they, that's what they're going to tell you. No, I'm, no, no way. I'm bringing you, Miss Mickey. I'm bringing Mimi, Eric the Shill, and Buzzkill Jr. <laughs> and and I'm bringing Gitmo Slave and Mr. Oil. <laughs> the Honorable Mr. Oil. <laughs> <laughs> the Honorable <laughs> Gitmo Slave. <laughs> Can you imagine? Also bring Pelsmockers while we're at it. And, his Royal Highness Baron Stephen von Pelsmarkers from the Barony of Belgium. <laughs> <laughs> what a party that would be. We all be drinking apple cider. Yeah, yeah, well. Hooting it up. <laughs> uh, a girl can dream. So uh, what else we got here? <laughs> so I was watching, uh, you know, there's a show that, that's on uh, CNBC, sometimes on CNBCW, which I don't know why it hasn't just won every, and I recommend it to people and maybe our entertainment networks and put it on there as a recommended show. It's on all the time. It's called American Greed. Oh, yes. No, Stacy Keaches. For sure. yeah. It has got some of the best stories and it goes, and it, the, why it hasn't won numerous Emmys is beyond me because it's, it's absolutely fantastic. There's actually only two shows that CNBC has on uh, after hours. It's either American Greed, no, it's three shows. It's either American Greed, it's another marijuana story, or it's about hookers. That's the only three things they play. <laughs> right? Yeah, it's pretty close. Uh, so they had a thing on Bextra, uh, which I thought was interesting because the teasers and everything. I, I had a lot of clips, but I ended up with two clips I'm going to play. Uh, so you, you remember Bextra? No. This all took place during our show, and I don't remember much about it. The American Greed brought most of it out. It's a Pfizer product that was taken off the market, and then they, was, they were fined. It took almost a decade to get rid of this stuff. But just listen to the Bextra one clip and tell me that this isn't some compelling television. By early March 2003, attorney Erica Kelton has started compiling a mountain of evidence for a civil lawsuit on behalf of the whistleblowers. You had the FDA's denial. You had a marketing scheme. We also had evidence of a nationwide fraud scheme. If you were to put together the dream off-label case, this pretty much would be it. When American Greed returns, 
scientists link Bextra to a potentially fatal skin disease. Not only is it not as good at solving your pain, but it might actually lead your skin to fall off. <laughs> oh, yeah, now I remember. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, I remember, so, I remember the skin good. falling. Have your skin fall yeah, off. I remember that. It's like yeah, having your sure. heart fall out. <laughs> your penis, like, clunk. Oh. So it's like, <laughs> oh. so I'm watching this and I'm realizing that this was so covered up as a national nationwide story that when the when the when they finally had brought out how much money that Pfizer had to pay in penalties, two point three billion, right? Yeah, and so play clip two and I, and they just they could put it in perspective. Pharmaceutical powerhouse is ready to capitulate. Pharmacia pleads guilty to a criminal count of introduction into interstate commerce of a misbranded drug. Pfizer has agreed to pay $2.3 billion. Pfizer gets hit with a staggering total of $2.3 billion. $1 billion in civil fines and $1.3 billion in criminal fines for its subsidiary, Pharmacia. Pfizer's criminal fines are larger than Enron, WorldCom, larger than any other case in United States history. Yeah, but they support the president, so shut up. Pretty much. I yeah. just found the whole thing disgusting, but yeah. And it, and it just was, it was essentially, the, like they said, the biggest fine in the history of the country. And it was essentially covered up by the media. I mean, there was, a, you know, the New York Times ran a story on it, that guy was on there. And that's, and there was buried in here and there. It wasn't like, Nobody picked it up. I mean, they didn't want to pick it up because Pfizer is huge. Yeah. Pfizer, not only is Pfizer monstrous, but they, they, I mean, it's a $10 billion company, but they've, uh, well, actually, the revenue is sixty-seven yeah, that's, that's billion. It's yeah. ten billion dollars in profit. Yeah. But they own Searle, they own Park Davis, they own Upjohn, they own Warner Lambert, they own Wyatt, they own Green, they own Pharmacia. They have all these companies. It's a it's a massive conglomerate that just can step all over anybody. And they, you know, it was just like oh, two point three billion. Tough. Nobody is thrown in jail. It's a criminal fine. Why, why, why is there jail time involved in this? Yeah, because only a couple. And people this goes died. on with one company after another. I mean, one product after another with these guys. Do you know who they don't own? No, who don't they own? Us. I'm going to show my support by donating to No Agenda. Imagine all the people who could do that. Oh yeah, that'd be fab. Yeah, on No Agenda. Who do I hear that in? Yet, anyway, Robert Pinder in Lovettsville, Virginia, $113.13. want to thank him uh, with a note. Uh, he just donated $113.113. I need to call myself out as a douchebag. Douchebag. Not because I don't donate and support the show. I do whenever I can. No, I'm a douchebag because my son Bobby and I listen to the Sunday News Live together, our show live together. On his birthday, November 13th, he turned 13. He was born on Friday the 13th, and his ice hockey number is 13. And I didn't ask for a birthday shout out. What kind of a dad am I? Oh, my goodness. Oh, so that's I've not okay. 1313 on Bobby Pinder's behalf and ask you to wish him a Merry Christmas and call his dad out as a douchebag douche for his bag. ringtone. Oh, wait a minute. Oh, oh, we, it's for his ringtone. It's yeah. for his ringtone. Okay. Hey, Bobby, it's Adam here. Uh, you you got to fill in, okay? We'll do it together. Let's try it again. Three, two, one. Hey, Bobby, it's Adam Curry here. And John C. Dvorak calling out your dad as douchebag. Cool. Well, hopefully that came. Yeah. 
Uh, I am also starting a 1313 a month subscription. Not much, but every little bit helps. Thanks from both of us for supporting or producing the show so we can enjoy it together. Been teaching him to deconstruct commercials since he was too young to talk. This show has given us a great way to bond and stay informed together. That's ah, a good one. Another kid who will soon be on Ritalin. <laughs> Apparently, this is another kid that won't be on Ritalin. No, but you know, the school and is. He's a hockey player, so he's um, a tough kid. Hello, Mr. Pinder. Yeah, we have some concerns about your son, Bobby. Uh, he's being floor checking. He's being very, be he's being very belligerent in uh, in class. <laughs> Jesse Wilson, Hobart, Indiana, one hundred eleven dollars eleven cents. John, you sent me an email asking me for eleven twenty two a month to support the show. I decided it wasn't enough, so I multiplied it by the number of shows you've produced since that email, and then rounded it to one hundred eleven dollars. <laughs> <laughs> Yay! So here's my bonus for the year. Please give a shot at Karma Sense. I have to ask my boss to pay for a class I need to keep my job on Monday. All right. Well, let's do that. Yeah, absolutely. You've got karma. Keep up the great work on the best podcast in the multiverse. Mm. Okay, here we go. Levi Prinzing in Denison, Minnesota. Nuts. Um, I'm drunk, so bear with me. <laughs> <laughs> okay, here we go. First off, first off, damn it. I can't find John's email address. Oh, I can't send this to him, too. I figures I better get off my ass and donate to you guys since I listen to every show and love the media assassination. Plus, it's my B-Day today, so yay. Happy birthday to fucking me. Hell, I'm getting old. Okay, I think I've donated enough to get karma, so please send it to my ex-Emily C. show recently moved to California with our kids in hope of a job. I know, stupid, right? You might remember her as the crazy Shantix chick a while back. <laughs> and she needs a job really bad, so hope it works out. As always, making it by Levy Prinzig in Minnesota Nuts. $100. Here's the karma for her. <laughs> You've got karma. I encourage that. That is the way to donate. Donate. Yep. Save a life. Donate drunk. Jordy Ramirez. <laughs> Sir Jordy Ramirez in Cancun. Uh, Buenos Tardes is from Gitno Mo Nation Taco. This donation is for three podcast licenses for me, my cousin Alberto, Beto, Echarita, and my brother-in-law, Jordi Lorzaga. Lozaga. Also, please send some karma to me and my family. We really need it to turn things around. Thanks for the best podcast in the universe. Nice accent. Karma. There's, there's nothing like ridiculing uh, the heritage of our donors, John. That's really nice. That's a, it, that's really good. Wasn't I was I, I couldn't not get into that voice because he was because uh, when I said Echarita, I couldn't get away from I couldn't get rid of it. David Rudolph Backer, Beck, Back, Baker, it's Baker in Groningen, Groningen, Groningen in uh, that's in Holland. Yes, in the it's the northern part of Holland, Groningen. 8610. Listen to DSC 861 for the 10th time today. The fuck you, Obama episode, and still <laughs> fucking love it. These guys in Holland are, are filthy. Yeah. We're well worth the donation, I think. I could use some karma because stupid Dutch regulations might get me kicked out of my apartment. Oh, yeah. No, of course. Yeah, that's just the beginning, my friend. You've got karma. What is he talking about? Oh, you know, it's like uh, if you make too much money, then you can't live in a cheap apartment. Stuff like that. It's crazy. Is it? This is, 
You have to understand. Really? Oh, yeah. Oh, so you can't nuts. save money on an apartment if you're making too much money? No. If you make you too much. You want to save money and, you yeah, know. Yeah. No, you can't. If uh, this, They're going to be doing this a lot more now. They've already announced these plans. Making too much money, get out. Yeah. You have to go get a, a more expensive apartment to have uh, someone else who's making less money be able to rent that cheaper apartment. Huh. Yeah. David Rader in Natick, Massachusetts. Nuts. <sighs> seventy nine ninety three. Chasen. Sir Jason Rosdilski in Saskatoon, sixty nine sixty nine, which is the Paris of Canada. Mm. I've been told. For some reason, the Canadians think that's hilarious, but I've been told that by Saskatchewanians. Eric Pitcher in Newark, Delaware, sixty nine sixty nine. It's weird. We got two of those in the same day. Hummer Karma because I need one from my milf, not the Berkeley kind. Milf. That's one mother I like. To. You've got karma. Not sure what he's talking about. Gerald Small, Chesterfield, Missouri, uh, 6789. Uh, John Amers, a donation to add to the Christmas fund. Your analysis and insight has robbed us of our happy ignorance, ignorance, but made us smarter and less trustful of our media, which makes us better Americans. Your show is the best value for value out there. I also want to call out my brother-in-law, Mike, who's introduced me, but who's falling behind on the shekels. He's one week away from a douchebag call out. Oh boy! Oh, careful! Thanks, guys, and have a great holiday. Did he need? Uh, okay. Yeah. No, I think we're no, going to hold well, off well, on that. Yeah. Daniel Kepler, Glendale, Arizona, sixty. Troy Haskin, Madison, Wisconsin, fifty-five, fifty-six. Hey, John and Am, longtime boner, first-time donor. I'm a graduate student at Nuclear Engineering at UW Madison. Just living the dream. Some may say I donated, decided to donate after five months of regular listening on my birthday. As a New Year's present to you guys, I don't always agree with the views expressed. Who would? But the show definitely makes me think very important. And by far, the most entertaining podcast I listen to. New soundbite, and he's got one listed. Thanks for all the great content. I'll donate when I can. Uh, Patrick Deary in Sarnia, Ontario, double nickels on the dime. James Peak, Birmingham, Alabama, double nickels on the dime. Elisa Kim, Toronto, Ontario. John and Adam, thank you for the hilarity-filled show that brings joy and education for my boyfriend and Oz commute to and from work every day. People that, that watch the Kardashians on a regular basis call us conspiracy theorists. I don't get it. <laughs> What happened to the world? This is my first donation, so I'd like to be put under my wonderful boyfriend, Jason Saul Bento's knighthood, if possible. Hope to be able to afford donating more in the future, but times are tough, and we could really use a bit of karma and maybe a de-douching for me. Never donating, although listening to the show for about a year now. Sorry, I literally set up a PayPal so I could start to donate to the show and hope it makes up for something, and here's hoping 2011 GTFO and 2012 makes better things for you and us. Give her a double. You've been deduced. You've got karma. Andres Hidago in Manchester, Connecticut. Uh, PayPal turned off my automatic donation. So, as long as, by the way, everyone should check oh. on this. They do this constantly. And I, they, they blame us sometimes. Oh, PayPal told me that you guys canceled me. What, we have never done that. I know. It's horrible. Turned off my automatic donation. So, as long as I'm here sending, I'll, sending it, setting it back up, I'll donate 50 bucks. Please hook me up with some Christmas karma. And thanks. Keep up the good work. Uh, give him a Christmas karma. Christmas and, karma. Uh, Yo, ho, 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 ho. You've got karma. Christmas karma. And finally, some $50 donations from Anonymous. Anonymous in, mm-hmm. in Lille, France. Jack the Rogue in Geneva, Illinois. And Jessica Natalie, or Natalie, 
in Victoria, B.C., which is uh, one of the prettiest little towns in the West Coast. I recommend it to all. And I want to remind anyone who wants to help us continue the cause. Uh, remember, donation is love. We'll explain that later. Donating is loving. Donating is loving. Uh, Dvorak.org slash NA, channeldvorak.com slash NA, noagendanation.com, and the no agenda or noagendashow.com, which is for some reason not on Google anymore. Uh, it's been Google washed. Uh-huh. Uh, you can find the donation button there. And there's also a little jingle we like to play. Dvorak.org slash NA. Donating is loving. Uh, I do have. Um Quick little karma notes here. Uh, oh, by the way, Mr. Oil says, thank you, uh, Adam and John, so much for the No Agenda Karma. It really worked. I'm going home for Christmas early. Thank you. Wow. Super karma, he says. And then I'd like to send out uh, some karma, uh, not to a donor, but a guy uh, uh, who I've known for a very long time, Molly Meldrum uh, in Australia. Uh, Molly is uh, famous in the music business. He hosted a, a television show. This is how I know him. Uh, he hosts a television show called Countdown, a music television show. Ow. Ow. Screw me. Uh, called Countdown, way before the days of MTV. And I was actually hosting a show in the Netherlands called Countdown. So that's how we kind of knew each other. Um, and he is uh, fighting for his life right now. <laughs> Although, I think he would get a kick out of what happened. He, uh, he was stringing up Christmas lights. <laughs> and he fell off the ladder. And uh, now he's unconscious and in critical condition. And, you know, the, yeah, they're doing surgery to relieve swelling in his brain and stuff. So I want to hand out some Christmas karma to Molly Meldrum. You've got karma. Because he's a good guy. He's a, a really good guy. Uh, and, of course, we appreciate the help and the love from everybody who is supporting the No Agenda Show. We do it out of love, and uh, you're showing your love in the same manner. Really appreciate that. It's your birthday, birthday. Oh, no agenda. Well, of course, we've got to c- congratulate... Bobby Pinder, uh, who uh, I guess his dad just doesn't really love him, but we do, Bobby. We love you. Happy birthday, belated. Levi Prinzing congratulates himself on his birthday, and Troy Haskins uh, celebrated his birthday on the 17th. That was yesterday. Happy birthday for your buddies here in the best podcast in the universe, the No Agenda Show. It's your birthday. Yeah. Uh, Okay. Okay, so... No uh, nights? We got no, no nights? No, we haven't had nights in a couple of weeks. No, no. Mm. Well, this this is what happens. You know, people forget us. It's like when you, when people should be thinking of uh, of those in need and those less fortunate in these times. No. No. No, that's one that we get forgotten, typically. I've got uh, two little interesting uh, tidbits here. One is, uh, thank goodness, uh, the Gardasil train rolls on down under. Uh, where have you heard this before, department, from the uh, the Australian press? All teenage boys should be vaccinated against sexually transmitted disease that causes some forms of cancer under an extension of a scheme now available to girls. The federal government's expert panel has recommended. Yes, the Pharmaceutical Benefits Advisory Committee has proposed Gardasil vaccinations. Available already to all girls to protect against cervical cancer should be administered to boys to prevent throat and anus cancers triggered by the human papamolona virus. That's right. You don't want because you know how you get that throat cancer, boys. <laughs> you know how that happens. You don't want that throat cancer. And uh, so gr- good on you there, pharmaceutical the likelihood industry. likelihood of getting throat cancer from smoking is much larger. By a 
lot. And by the way, there's an interesting story in the New York Times saying that they're going to ban smoking in public housing in, in oh, yeah. New York. Oh, yeah. yeah. yeah ban- how's that going to work? You're going to ban it in, the, in your own house. Now, here was a great hit job. Uh, you know, it is the season, of course, when, uh, you know, it gets cold and then the pharmaceutical. This, is, this, by the way, is the, if you want to know what the germ is of my crack pottery, as a very young child, I always thought to myself, isn't it interesting how I have a cold or a sore throat and I see all these commercials on television with medicine against it? How do they always time that so perfectly? And it's of course, cold and flu season. Now, it's because they release it into the air, of course. That's how. That's that. I always thought that. I said, you know, if I was right. Is this right? Is this, do you actually believe that? And that's what, as a kid, and this yes. is where you came up with your, yes. your suspicious about everything yes, this about was, mentality? This, this was a fundamental thought of mine as a child. I always wonder. I said, what's from stopping them from just releasing these germs into the air and then selling the medicine? So there's that, nothing to stop them. So, uh, of course, whoever yeah. them are. Well, you remember we had that. Uh, what was that? Uh, what was the stuff called, John? This, I'm talking two, three years ago. Um, the the like organic stuff or whatever that got pulled off the market. All oh, right, Ich Echinacea. No, no, not Echinacea. Well, Echinacea. It was, remember that one? That was yeah, one of yeah. them. But it was a brand. It was a brand of non. Oh, I, I know. Vi, Vi, it's uh, I, actually uh, I can tell you what it is because I have an empty box of it. <laughs> what was it called? And it was, and the stuff really worked. If you felt something come on, uh, you run out. And uh, pilots actually would take this because it contained Zycam. No, Zycam, thank you. It, cont- yeah, it, was a, it was a zinc product. Yeah, don't you remember those guys got screwed? Oh, yeah, they got totally screwed because of the spray. They, you know, if you spray it in your nose and it went back too far, you'd end up with a brain hemorrhage. So they had some bogus reason they made him take yeah, the, right. the the one that worked the best, and then they get the, the swabs. Yeah, yeah, you had to take it off. Nose up, nose, and uh, yeah, it didn't work. Yeah, that was, of course, uh, their competitors at work. Obviously, so one of the oldest ways in in mankind um, to soothe yourself during a, the cold season is to uh, gargle or snort salt water, right? It was a methodology I've heard of. I never heard of snorting it. Well, you, you want to flush your sinuses, essentially. Well. From the uh, UK press, a sinus flushing device, which is essentially, uh, it looks like a ceramic pitcher. They call that a sinus flushing device used to relieve colds and allergies, has been linked to deadly brain-eating amoeba. <laughs> Louisiana State Health Department issued a warning about neti pots, which look like mini watering cans that are used by pouring salty water through one's nostril. It follows two recent deaths, a 51-year-old woman and a 20-year-old man from the brain-eating amoeba. What's it, the amoeba doing in the salt water to begin with? Isn't are they saying that there's a bunch of amoebas in the British water system? No, is in that the, what they're Louisiana, us? Louisiana water, Louisiana, oh, Louisiana. I thought yeah. this is England. It's no, it's a British uh, report. Oh, yeah. It is thought the amoeba entered their brain when they used the devices. <laughs> Both victims are thought to have used tap water instead of distilled or sterilized water, as recommended by the manufacturer. So the water in Louisiana is filled with amoebas. Is that what they're saying? No, it's filled with brain-eating amoebas. Brain-eating amoebas. Mm-hmm. Not any old amoeba. No, no. It's the brain-eating amoeba. A brain-eating amoeba. Okay. 
I love the PR world, don't you? <laughs> the PR world is just great. Anyway, um, it was bound to happen, and uh, we've been tracking it. Uh, Department of Justice has now released their report, released Friday, December 16th, 2011. Department of Justice examines the impact of bullying in schools. Oh, yes. Hold on. Wait, before we leave the brain-eating amoeba story, <laughs> this is actually, it's called the, it, it's, it's called the, uh, see what it's, how it's pronounced. It has a word, it's yeah. the Nagellera falari, oh, also known as the brain-eating amoeba, is a free-living excavate form of protist, typically found in warm bodies of fresh water, such as lakes, ponds, rivers, and hot springs. It's also found in soil near warm water discharges of industrial plants in unchlorinated swimming pools and in amoeboid or temporary flagellate stage. There's no evidence of this organism living in ocean water. It belongs to a group, which means the salt water would probably kill it. Mm-hmm. It belongs to a group called uh, Percolozoa or Heterobosia, although not a true amoeba. The organism is often referred to as an amoeba for convenience. It's not really an amoeba. What is it then? Well, it's some sort of a flagellate. It's a little bacterial thing with little with legs, kind of little f- things that move it along. Described a disease, well, it flies in 1965. The work on the amoeba provided how protozoa can affect it. It's a protozoa. They've affected both the free environment and in a human host. It can get in and live in you. Uh, I don't know. I'm going to have to read more about this thing now. Apparently, uh, you can get it. So I'm looking at this article about the brain-eating amoeba written by Claire Bates. And uh, so I'm looking at other articles by Claire Bates. Forget a warm cup of cocoa. Drinking cherry juice twice a day will give you 39 minutes of extra rest. Boy, this is she's, she's just a PR agent, isn't she? Obviously. Our daughter died from fatal blood clot just hours after doctors sent her home with antibiotics, say grieving parents. So that's a hit job on some antibiotics. Flu jab gave our six-year-old son narcolepsy. Boy slept for up to 19 hours a day after reaction to vaccine. Well, of course, that actually happened. Uh, my, how you've grown. World's smallest babies saved by same doctor 15 years apart. This is, what an idiot. She's a total medical <laughs> shill. Yeah, well, that's what you do when you're writing that kind of thing. Stopping smoking doesn't make you more stressed, says, say successful quitters. Oh, wow. Anyway. Uh, you want to hear the Department of Justice? Uh, who the D- Department of Justice? These are the people who make up laws. They did. Well, they're they, the ones who enforce laws. They don't make them up. Right. They force. I'm sorry. They enforce laws, but apparently they do studies, uh, and uh, they're very concerned about bullying in school. Oh, they have to be. Uh, would you like to hear an excerpt from the report? I'm on pins and needles. Bullying is a complex social and emotional problem. Impacting children and schools. In extreme cases, victims face shooting, physical assaults, and other harassment that may cause them to turn to suicide. Boy, bullying sure has a... shot. Yeah. (laughs) This is not bullying. This is assault. No, of course it's not. But this is what's so cool. That's it? Well, no, there's a lot more. I, I mean... Parents and schools across the country worry about the devastating harm bullying can cause, and we share this concern for our nation's children. This is the acting administrator of the Department of Justice uh, division that did this uh, study. Yeah, I, I'm with you on this one. It's just a freedom of speech attack. The new, so I got a couple of clips here that might ch- change the mood a little bit. Okay. First, if you want something funny. Yeah, sure. Kimmel did his thing. He does this about once every two or three months called um, 
unnecessary censorship where if you just kind of bleep stuff, you know, in the well, in, a, in a, oh, just at the right. really? One of these again? There, I think. Yes, but I'm telling you what, I'm not going to play it. <laughs> no, uh, let's let, play it. Let now. people complain. No, let's play it. Set it up. Uh, that's anyway. They they just beeped stuff, and it has its moments of humor. Censorship, but tonight we're going beyond the week to look back at a whole year of unintentional filth, and here it is this year in unnecessary censorship, 2011. <laughs> told leaders of both parties that they must come up with a fair compromise in the next few days that can pass both houses of Congress. And a that I can A deep sea diver from here in Southern California says he wants to the body of Osama bin Laden. I said, if, if she can that dick and call that sexual harassment, fine. Balls. I didn't really even think about it. We're too busy and choking each other. I'm from Colorado, so I know that prison and pretty good dicks, I gotta tell you. Is there anything the men think of? <laughs> really? Really? Right now, I want to give you the biggest you ever got. You realize that you're up about Paul Revere, don't you? There's nothing like flying cross country with a hot dog in your <laughs> 735, Allie. Recently, my partner and I have opened the city's premier blow bar and vanity lounge. What are you going to do for us uh, this evening? We are going to f*** each other. <laughs> Pretty nice dicks, huh? Very large. Well, Donner, where's the new member of the family? After all, if he's going to f*** my d*** someday, he'd better get to know me. <laughs> and finally, make sure you the host of the party before you leave and follow up with a hand no one goes over my bridge unless you my don't worry red rooster we can this well you help us the grumpy old children So uh, I was watching a bunch of stuff they had on C-SPAN. They had Merkel being translated, uh, <laughs> talking to the yeah. to the Bundes, you know, to her own people. And I've come to the conclusion that she's actually clinically insane. The, the, the Bundes is, people. <laughs> did you see this thing, by the way? Yeah, but I like how you say the Bundes people. The Bundes people. <laughs> That's her government. Yeah, the Bundes so people. <laughs> she is either deluded. Oh, you think? Or she's or she's completely insane, and she doesn't know what's what's up ahead. There is nobody that would agree with what she says. I have a, it's a clip. It's not too long, but it's just and I did, it's part of a hour long speech she gave where everything in the EU is just great. Have a huge uh, consensus to pursue the reforms, and the latest data that we have from uh, Portugal are quite encouraging in terms of the deficit. In Greece, they are working on a bipartisan way to fulfill their duty to strengthen their finances. Italy, a few days ago, has taken huge reforms and they have strengthened their objective to have a balanced budget by 2013. 
And I've talked with the future Prime Minister of Spain and he assured me again that in Spain they're going to pursue the reforms that were planned in the last government. Even the members that are not yet members of the Euro have made huge efforts on their side in order to contribute to this new structure. Let's not forget that it is the citizens who are going to have to make huge efforts. We are asking a lot for them. They do that so that their countries and the Eurozone in general will be more stable. And they deserve all our thanks and respect. Yay! <laughs> is that, I was just like, my, it was just a, what? Is this woman on the same planet? This is very interesting you bring this up. I have a clip that I, uh, I didn't know if I wanted to play it or not because it, there's some length to it. But I think it, this may be appropriate because we've we've been talking about how crazy these people are. Uh, you know, Michelle Bachman. Yes, uh, totally. Hair uh, uh, Angela Merkel. There's this um, this guy, and the, the full video is long, but I have a link to it in the in the show notes at three six six dot and uh, and he is down on uh, Occupy Wall Street, and he's talking about Occupy the psychopaths. And he has a book called Political... He didn't write it, but it's a book apparently that has been suppressed for 50 years and now finally is available in print called Political Ponerology. You ever heard of Ponerology? No. I actually didn't look it up. Let me see, let me see what Ponerology means. Consult the Book of Knowledge. Yes, indeed. We have to do that. Consult the Book of Knowledge. And it's P-O-N-E-R-O-L-O-G-Y. The Science of Evil. And it's written by a guy named Andrew Lobavsky. Lobasevsky. I guess a Polish guy. Lobasewski. It's got to be Suski. Well, Z-E-W-S-K-I. Yeah, Zuski. Lobasewski. And um, I'll just play this. And when you've heard enough of him, you tell me when to stop. But he's being interviewed, and they have some dramatic music behind him, of course. Uh, but it, it, it's very interesting. I cannot wait to... I've already uh, uh, procured a copy. I cannot wait to read this, because essentially he's saying, they are insane. They are psychopaths. And it, this is not new. We just need to know how to recognize it so we can fight it. So basically the reason I come down here uh, every so often is I, I try to spread information about psychopathy. And I think it has... Uh, an overarching impact on why people are down here camping out. Um, are you hearing the music only in the left channel? I, I my speakers are in such a position where I'm when I'm doing the show that I don't know what channels if there's a channel issue. Oh, hold on a second. Let me see if I can monoize this. It's fine. No, no, it's not fine. It's like to you. It's like completely. No, it's completely wrong. Okay, well then mono it. Yeah, I'm trying to find a way to mono that. Hold Usually on. a button. And unfortunately, there's uh, no button here. Um, oh, well. Okay. We'll just have to live with it then. Listen to this. Um, and why the financial industry and uh, the government really doesn't care about the people anymore. Um, these people, uh, they're about 1% to 5% of the population. And they have no concept of empathy, remorse, guilt, conscience. They're just not, they're not biologically capable of it. Um, and they've shown this in MRI studies. Um, and there's been a lot of like actual hard science that, that proves the point that they're totally different than normal humans. 
Um, there's also been a lot of research done um, by this one guy, um, Andrew Lobachevsky, in Poland, who shows how they um, are able to infect and co-op large groups of people, governments, um, and like religious institutions. Uh, that's why I brought this book, because he talks all about it, and he shows scientifically how it happens um, each step of the way. And um, I feel that these people in like the financial industries especially, um, they're able to rape and pillage resources from the people without having any concept of how it affects others because they, they, they can't conceptualize that. It's just not within their range of capabilities. Um, and when we see institutions like the Catholic Church and how they handle pedophilia, for example, it's another instance of that, that type of consciousless, uh, remorseless um, being infecting and taking over a large group uh, and effectively you know, distorting what the original purpose of the institution was supposed to be. Um, and these people, they, they've probably been with us since humanity evolved. We've never really had any scientific understanding of them or conceptualization of them. Okay, that's and good. And it's probably where our ideas yeah. of vampires come from. Vampires. So um, that's bullcrap because the, 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 the books, uh, uh, Snakes in Suits and other books about the psychopaths that are running corporations and and the sociopaths that are running a lot of large businesses is not a new it's not new to anybody. So he's making it sound as though this guy's discovered something that no one's ever picked up on, but uh, he may be early on it. Hey, but is that but, a book you're, you're recommending, Snakes in Suits? Yeah, Snakes in Suits is quite good. Hold on. There's actually two books by the same guy. Snakes in Suits is quite good, and I've, I don't have them handy, so I can't tell you what the other one is, but it's something similar. If you look it up on Amazon, you see the other book, which is probably even better. Okay. Uh, but but I, I, I do believe that... Uh, you do believe? fact of the matter is that uh, these people are psychopaths. Yeah. And I think Merkel's obviously one of them. Merkel, uh, Sarkozy. Sarkozy for sure. Totally psychopath. Uh, David Cameron's got to be a psychopath. Yeah. Uh, I think uh, our president is too dumb to be a psychopath. I don't think I he think qualifies. his wife might be. She, oh, man, I have a clip from her. I, people keep sending me clips of her. Yeah, every every day there's a new clip. Yes, here's a little one. You come on up. Ah, you cursed brat! Look what you've done! I'm Every day there's a new clip. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's 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 her. <laughs> <laughs> that's our first lady, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> uh, on, on a side note, I do have another clip mm-hmm. before we wrap. Uh, it's from, I was watching, uh, for, I actually got a couple of things. I was watching Free Speech and uh, Link TV a lot. And Link TV is interesting because they, this guy uh, who's on there is a, he's a, the investigative reporter whose name eludes me at the moment, but he came up with, the, he, they were blasting PBS, calling it the Petroleum Broadcasting System. <laughs> oh, that's Which good. I, thought, I like that. I thought was quite, quite creative because, you know, it's always, it's Chevron. It seems to pay for everything. Uh, BP, BP also pays for and stuff. BP, in fact, yeah. I do have a BP commercial. I, this is the Gulf bullcrap ad that BP is running on every everyone that will take this ad they're running. And at the very end, it says BP. And all you have to do is listen to the commercial. This is not the thing I was leading to, but I might as well get this commercial out of the way. This is 
you know, how great it is in the Gulf. And this is the whole commercial. I only had a small clip of it before, but this is this is just total bull crap. This was the Gulf's best tourism season in years. All because so many people came to Louisiana. They came to see us in Florida. Make that Alabama. Make that Mississippi. The best part of the Gulf is wherever you choose. And now's a great time to discover it. This year, millions of people did. We set all kinds of records. Next year, we're out to do even better. So come on down to Louisiana, Florida, Alabama, Mississippi. We can't wait to see you. Brought to you by BP and all of us who call the Gulf home. <laughs> Someone in the chat room also said pharmaceutical broadcasting system would also fit well. And, and, and yeah, before yeah. you before you get into your point, very important to note that when you're watching PBS, our national uh, public uh, broadcasting system in the United States, and they have ads by GE, by Pfizer, uh, by Monsanto, by uh, the oil companies, that is not to advertise a product to you. There is no product they're selling. They're just saying, you know, we, well, we bring good things to life or whatever. That is to ensure the power they have over the reporting on PBS. That is because, you know, hey, hey, you know, you running some nasty stuff about us, boss. So we have to pull our advertising dollars. That's how it works. That is the system. And it works well. They have a much bigger budget than we do. <laughs> yeah, you think? So I'm watching this thing on uh, free speech TV called uh, "End Colon Civ." It's a it's a it's a really loose documentary about. It's just I don't even know what it's about. You can look it up and try to figure out what it's about. If you watch it, you can't figure it out. But there was one part of it that I thought was interesting, which was they're talking about essentially. Out of the blue, they bring out what it seems to be the second stage of of this of the uh, Occupy movement, where they it was like we did the first stage, we we uh, were passive, we were we went out of our way not to be violent, we we did all these crazy things to make sure that we could show how evil the system was, and you can see it by the bug spraying episode at UC Davis. There's a second stage, which is now the violent stage, which is going to be in, which is now going to show up next. It'll be interesting to see how it plays out. But if you play Revolutionaries Part 2, these are just some casual comments that certain people were making that is in this movie that is that the, the left is listening to. Obviously that persuasion hasn't worked and persuasion is not going to work. If we want to be successful, then we have to look at what resistance movements in the past have done and, and what they've learned. Well, who is this guy talking? Can I can I consult the no, book of there's knowledge a bunch in of, the They meantime? just have a bunch of these 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 like experts in a row yakking about this, but it was the message okay. more, it uh, seemed right, to be sorry, more important. I, 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 I'll, I'll shut up. I want to listen. And kind of the, the different phases that they've gone through as they've tried to assert themselves and try to be successful. When I say organized political resistance, I mean that we need to face power head on. Once you name power, you will find that power is sociopathic, that the people in charge will do whatever it takes to shut you up. Huh. The thing about when you enter into a greater a period of social conflict, what you don't want conflict. is people promoting nonviolence because that's going to disarm the people. It's going to disarm the people in the face of an aggressive enemy and in the face of... Uh, of hard social conditions. You want them to have a, a stronger fighting spirit because without a fighting spirit, you lack the will to resist. The smartest thing the Nazis did was they made it so that at every step of the way it was in the Jews' rational best interest to not resist. Would you rather get an ID card or do you want to resist and possibly get killed? Do you want to move to a ghetto? 
or do you want to resist and possibly get killed? Do you want to get on a cattle car, or do you want to resist and possibly get killed? You want to take a shower, or do you want to resist and possibly get killed? At every step of the way, it was in their rational self-interest to not resist. But I'll tell you something very important, which is the Jews who participated in the Warsaw Ghetto Uprising had a higher rate of survival than those who went along. I think if any of us were alive in Nazi Germany right now, we would know what a resistance movement should be doing. And we need to think about the culture of industrial civilization as if it's a culture of occupation, because it is. Now, I'm conflicted about this. This, by the way, I wanted to play just so our listeners who are on top of everything can now see where this is going next. Oh, yeah. What's your conflict? Conflict. Conflict. Well, I'm conflicted because I'm, I don't. I have to. I want to see this uh, this thing now because I'm not sure if it's uh, if it's propaganda uh, uh, or if it's. Uh, oh, it's propaganda. R- well, you know how you get the the propaganda is you here. You know, would you rather get on the train or take the <laughs> plane? You tell me. Don't disarm the people. Wait, let's try this one. I'm conflicted by all this, John. When someone talks, when they, someone plays the Hitler card, it's always very difficult, particularly when they have the very, very depressing music in the background. And I just don't feel good anymore about life. I think it's time to stand up against them. You know what I mean? It's like it, yeah, no. Well, the movie is called NCIV. E N D colon S C I V and it's on it, and nciv.com is a website that has it. You can watch the whole thing. It's on YouTube. It's around and they showed it on uh, Free Speech TV and it is a uh, it's new and it's something of a manifesto. I get or maybe it's not that new, but because I think it showed up in the last part of last year. But it's it's going around. How, now how do you after, how do you spell after that again? Occupy is over. I want to put it in the show notes. How do you spell it again? E N D C I V dot com. Okay. And uh, it's now going around. This has become a meme opportunity. And there's a, the messaging in there is like uh, it's code. And I suspect that there's going to be some interesting stuff that falls out from this. And uh, everyone that listens to our show, and I encourage them to, to continue donating give, and helping give us. Me the, give me that website again. E-N-D- E-N-D-C-I-V.com. Oh, C-I-V dot com. I just want to put that in the show notes. Oh, wow. So anyway, it's just a heads up. Uh, you know, you can take it or leave it. I would, uh, I, of the opinion, you should avoid these conflicts. Frick. Uh, but uh, this will be fun to watch. I think it'll be good for our good material. We'll get some good material out of it. We'll get to watch the psychopaths go after, uh, you know, common citizens. It'll be, it won't be fun, but it'll be, inter- it won't be entertaining actually either. It'll just be kind of, <laughs> kind of depressing. But we're on top of it. It's the end of times, really. We're, we're on top of it. Let me just see who owns this. Uh, let's see. NCIV. Uh, it's uh, registered through GoDaddy, Franklin Lopez, Submedia. Lopez is the director of the movie. Okay. And he doesn't have a wiki page, so I figure he's, I don't know who he is. It uh, no. looks good. It's, it looks like it's uh, professionally done. Very slick, which yeah. bothers me. Yeah. Is there anything about, let me see, Paul, oh, Paul Watson. Oh, okay. Paul Watson is an uh, Alex Jones guy. Okay, that makes sense. 
Yeah, that does make sense, doesn't it? Well, that makes sense for a couple of things. One is the, uh, the uh, professional quality of it. The, his quality is usually pretty good. But uh, I'm thinking a little Intel Pro here. Is, uh, that would is, make sense. Is in play. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not liking that too much. No, I don't. I, there's something creepy about the there's whole thing. A, but like I said, it's just a heads up. I was reading the... Uh, um, the Ulsterman report, you know, he has the Washington Insider and the Wall Street Insider. And the Wall Street Insider, and I happen to think that, that these guys are real. And, and they, of course, have their own agenda and their own messaging. But they're talking about the guy, Leo Girard, who was the big powerhouse behind all of this. And Leo Girard is the president. Uh, I think he, he's, he's like the, the most powerful guy in all the unions. But I think he's the president of the United Steelworkers Union. And uh, What's his name again? Leo Girard. L E O G I R A R D G E R Gerard G E R A D I think Leo Gerard uh, and he looks like a total Chicago mobster but that this guy is re- he's he's a guy that was pushing the um, um, employer what was it the employee oh, what the hell was it the thing that they that they held back the FAA bill for. Yeah, the 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 union vote, employee union vote. Oh, that thing it's called. Uh, I forgot what it's called, but it's where you you force people to yeah. show their hand when they vote. Yeah, and even if they don't show up, you have a union. So yeah, but uh, the, the I can't th- remember the name of that. Right. What is the name? Somebody in this in the chat room knows. Yeah, it's the the equal vote something or other. Uh, someone come up with it. Had a better name than that. But anyway, the. Um, the the point behind the the Wall Street Insider is that that is the of course you know we know the unions have all this employee free choice act thank you very much uh, enumerate employee free choice act yeah which is no free choice no that, that and of course Obama is way into supporting that even when he was running for president um, that this is where all the power is coming from and of course we know the Occupy movement has been uh, co opted by the unions uh, immediately yeah. And um, and that we have to keep a, a real sharp eye on this guy. That Trumpka is way below him, apparently. So I don't know. And, you know. It's like that's a real conspiracy theory, but I'm I'm thinking there's there's definitely something to it. There's a lot of like, whoa, really? So uh, that's a good one, John. I'll watch that uh, this afternoon. End Civ. I like that. Uh, I d- just uh, on a parting note here. Uh, something very interesting, which got no play at all. Do you remember the um, <clears throat> uh, the Marine that got decorated with the Medal of Honor by the president, uh, Dakota Meyer? This is the guy who uh, then blew the whistle on his current employer, and then they said, he said, oh, he's drunk and insane. Remember that? <laughs> yeah, we talked about this some, a little while ago. Right. Well, it gets better. Uh now, the Washington Post, obviously a co-opted news service, duh, uh, comes out with this. Uh, apparently, there's a problem with his medal. Crucial parts that the Marine Corps publicized and Obama described are untrue, uns- unsubstantiated, or exaggerated. Now they're going to take away his Medal of Honor. They're, they're saying that it was a lie. He didn't deserve the Medal of Honor. So Dakota Meyer filed a lawsuit against his former employee, defense contractor, BAE Systems, which is Airbus. Yep. Alleging the company, only it's probably the American version. We have an Airbus uh, subsidiary. Georgia somewhere. Alleging the company is superior there, punished him for opposing a weapon sale to Pakistan. Mm-hmm. 
Meyer is suing defense contract BAE Systems OASYS, Inc. says he ridiculed, that says he ridiculed his Medal of Honor. Sure he did. Called him mentally unstable and suggested he had a drinking problem. Right. Now they say he didn't, uh, he didn't even deserve the Medal of Honor. You know, the Medal of Honor is not giving, given out casually. <laughs> There's <laughs> no, a lot of, of course research not. that goes into the Medal of Honor. It's not like... You know, oh, well, here's a guy. Let's just give him the Medal of Honor. That's never, that's not the way it works. So this is bull. Of course it's bull. It's a total two-to-the-head hit job. It's disgusting. It's disgusting. Yeah, it's totally disgusting. You don't take away somebody's Medal of Honor because they, they, they're a whistleblower, essentially. Uh, that's exactly what they do, my friend. It's exactly what Say they do. Say it's not true, Mr. Adams. <laughs> say it's not true, I'm sorry. Mr. I'm sorry. I have to say it's so. Uh, then just a couple things that I'm just following for y'all. Uh, By the way, the also guy also has a Purple Heart Navy Commendation Medal, Navy Achievement Medal, and a Combat Action. Clearly with- he's insane. He's insane and drunk. God, I hate these psychopaths. Uh, Ex-Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac bosses charged with fraud, so there's your patsies. They'll go down. Uh, ex Autozar Ratner, remember him? Oh uh, yeah, yeah. He came out in a in a, in a recent book, and uh, he says, "Well, it looks like we're going to lose about fourteen billion dollars on that GM uh, financing we did. Not such a good what? idea." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We're going to lose fourteen billion. Fourteen billion. Yeah. Uh, and he also said the $19.4 billion the government put into GM before the 2009 bankruptcy is definitely lost money. So what is that, uh, 34? Thought, wait a minute. This doesn't make any sense. <laughs> we were told they paid it all back in full. Say That's what Obama so. said. Yeah, it's the truth. It's the truth. Obama said they paid it back in full. Yeah, we made money on the deal. It's the truth. Uh, net euro short position soared to all-time record, implying fair value of the euro at one dollar and twenty cents. Mm, uh, still high. Oh no, it's way too high. But it's been dipping below uh, the one, the magical one thirty mark. So uh, yeah, keep it's, eye it's, on it's that. It's really worth about uh, ninety-five cents to a buck five. I'm, I'm with you on the eighty. I think that's much closer to reality. Well, it was been eighty, and it was a good. And when it was eighty, everything was fine. Everybody was happy. Yeah. Well, we'll get back there. And uh, then uh, tied into Fast and Furious. Now, oh, man, there's some good stuff here. Uh, This is from a separate Freedom of Information uh, Act lawsuit brought against the Department of Justice by Salt Lake City attorney Jesse Trentadu. Remember the name because he'll be dead soon. Uh, He now uh, is in possession of documents that... Say the following. The Oklahoma City bombing had aspects of being an FBI sting operation that went out of control. Eric Holder had authorized the FBI to provide explosives to Terry Nichols and Timothy McVeigh, then lost track of both the the explosives and their targets. McVeigh went on to detonate some of the explosives outside the federal building, an act that was designed to help anti-terrorism legislation pass Congress, of course. Uh, after the bombing, when the FBI learned the location of the explosives, Holder reportedly sent emails to FBI agents ordering them to recover the explosives before they could be found by some other branch of government. So this what? Uh, yeah, where did this story crop up? Let me find the uh, the American Free Press. Let me see. I don't know what that is. American Free Press. Uh, oh, uh, a, uh, yeah, AFP. 
I don't know. It says that they that there are FOIA documents, so that would be emails, I guess. Uh, shortly after the bombing, uh, Kenneth Trentondu, that's the guy who uh, requested the documents, a government informant, was murdered. Oh, Kenneth, that's his brother, was murdered in his prison cell, I guess. Whoa. His family has been pursuing legal action against the federal government ever, ever since. In 2001, in a bid to avoid a full release of documents, the Federal Bureau of Prisons paid a settlement of $1.1 million to several members of Trenton Jew's family, but his brother refused to drop the investigation, filed an FOIA lawsuit for the missing documents. <laughs> that suit has been ongoing in Salt Lake City Federal Courthouse. Whoa. So we've got to follow this. And uh, producers of the No Agenda News Network, noagendanewsnetwork.com, anything you can find on this, keep posting that. And, of course, uh, you know this is a part of our service to you, along with the uh, show twice a week, is the No Agenda News Network. You can add to that your own RSS feed. Um, the instructions are quite clear. Go to adfeed.noagendanewsnetwork.com and it'll start showing up automatically. So that's where we get a lot of our great information from, from our producers. Um, and then we have that, that crazy thing I pulled off your blog, uh, Department of Homeland Security promo video about using cash. Yeah. Should I play that? Yeah. It's kind of funny. Terrorists and criminals do their best to cover their tracks. Uh, sir, if you will just give me one moment. This may include paying in cash or using false identification. Hang on a second. Uh, let me call you back. I'm sorry, What's Bobby. up, Suzanne? I have this guest who wants to stay for a few weeks and wants to pay in advance in cash. Cash? No. Cash is money, last time I checked. What's the problem? Did you ask him for a credit card? Yeah, I did. He said he doesn't have one. He doesn't use them. No credit cards? How about an ID? Well, he gave me one. I don't, it just doesn't feel right. Well, everyone's normal until they check into a hotel. <laughs> problem? I guess it's not a problem. It's just weird. Okay, we have everything checked out then. That's for you. And I'll... If your interaction with the patron feels odd, if that person appears nervous or anxious, refuses to show ID, if the ID seems to be altered, or if the guest insists on paying with cash for sums that are customarily charged and refuses to show a credit card, alert your manager or security personnel. This is suspicious behavior. And I have to agree with that uh, public service announcement. I think anyone who uh, is uh, involved in cash transactions is more than likely a terrorist. We just need cash. I know a lot of people want to send blankets or water. Just send your cash. <laughs> a punchline. Yeah, woot! Finishing the show on an upbeat note. <laughs> so we will be doing a show on Thursday. Yeah, that'll uh, be our last show until uh, the next Thursday. Yeah, we're going to take Christmas off with the clip show. Yeah, well, it's not really taken off because it's not taken off. In extra fact, work. I haven't finished the clip show yet, and I got to put the douchebag clips in there. I'll and I'm still working on it, but it'll be done for Christmas, and it'll be a great thing to listen to. It'll be uh, just funny. It's great and to huddle around the, the Christmas tree and uh, grab your eggnog and and uh, listen to endless clips. Endless. But it's, it's clips of us talking, isn't it? Or what is no, it? No, no. These are all the clips that we use, and they're, they're, they're juxtaposed in such a way that it's quite funny. Ah, you created a script. So you have, like, Lucifer saying uh, human rights, and then uh, we came, we saw he died, and stuff like that? Yeah, I don't have that one, because these are I didn't use any clips from this year. These are all old clips. Oh, okay. But uh, you'll see. You know, it's just an hour of 
pure entertainment. You get two to be, hours. Get two reminded hours. of bed bugs. And remember, I remember it was, I was listening to the clip show. And this, remember the last, it was like not this July, but the July before there were that the North Koreans were going to blow up Hawaii. <laughs> Oh, that. we had to bring the ships in there just in case. Oh, right. oh okay. So, break. so this is actually a show. Oh, this is very good. So you can have your family listen because you won't hear us crackpotting and buzz killing. Right. And uh, and they'll be like, hey, that didn't happen. Hey, that was bull crap. Hey, what's up with that? They say, this is the show I'm telling you about. This is the one you got to listen to. Right? Yep. Okay. Um, we have the No Agenda Producer Update coming up on next on the stream, and you can always find out what's going on on the stream by going to itm.im slash what's on. And we have a lot of good shows on uh, on the stream these days. Uh, it's uh, 24-7, including uh, reruns of uh, the best podcasts in the universe. Um, and, uh, the Did you no- get DH unplugged for this week in there? Uh, I'd, uh, why don't you go to itm.im slash what's on? You can find out. ITM, that's in the morning.im slash what's on. In the meantime, coming to you from Camp Mofo here in the capital of the Lone Star State in Austin, Texas. In the morning, everybody, I am Adam Curry. And from Northern Silicon Valley, where I had some sort of a lead-in commentary the last time, but I forgot what it is already. I'm John C. Dvorak. We will talk to you again on Thursday, right here on No Agenda. Yes, here's a little one. You come on up. Ah, you cursed brat! Look what you've done! I'm melting! Melting! Ah, oh. slash N-A. Donating is loving.